sacredheartradio.com. Wednesday, the 1st of November, it is the Feast of All the Saints. Let's pray together in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are holy, O Lord, make us holy. You have given us the gift of your love and your truth in Jesus Christ. Show us in him the way to holiness. You have given us shelter in your house. Teach us to dwell with one another in mutual love and peace. You have fed us with finest wheat and given us the cup of life to drink. Transform us into the one holy body of Jesus Christ through our participation in the Eucharist. O God, you have given us your only Son as the source and measure of all holiness. Through the intercession and example of all the saints whose memory we honor today, teach us to live as the holy people whom you have called into being in him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. All you holy men and women, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. We're glad you're along on an All Saints Day. It's a holy day of obligation. Anna Mitchell and I have already been kind of brainstorming this morning about how we're going to rearrange our lives to make sure we get to Mass today and uh, encourage you to uh, make that priority top of the list today as you head out into the world wherever you happen to be. Up this hour, we got lots to talk about. Liz Lev is going to be along to talk about veneration of the saints. We'll get a reflection from St. Bernard of Clairvaux on all the saints with Chris McGregor. Gary Zimak will point us ahead to the fact that, well, I mean, he's not even really pointing us ahead. The whole month of November is dedicated to the holy souls in purgatory, and he's going to share a psalm that's uniquely appropriate for this month dedicated to the holy souls. And then uh, we're going to get into the uh, Divine Office a little bit, too, because Dr. Benjamin Lewis has helped to translate one of the Divine Office hymns that you will hear, actually the Lord's hymn, the morning hymn. So looking forward to discussing that with him as well. We'll do the hymn with, with, with him. It's two minutes past. Here's Anna Mitchell with news. Good morning. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is the new U.S. ambassador to Israel. The Senate confirmed Lew in a 53 to 43 vote with support from only two Republicans, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Lew's confirmation comes as the conflict between Israel and Hamas continues and as Congress weighs how to provide funding to support Israel in the war. Meanwhile, Israel is taking responsibility for an airstrike that the Hamas-run Gaza Interior Ministry claims was on a refugee camp in Gaza. Mark Mayfield reports. The Gaza Interior Ministry said six bombs were dropped on a residential area during the strike that Israeli officials said killed a Hamas leader. The IDF's statement did not acknowledge any civilian casualties that may have been caused by the strike. This comes as fighting between Israel and Hamas stretches past the three-week mark. Over 9,000 people have been killed in total on both sides of the conflict since Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th. On Monday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said a ceasefire with Hamas is a surrender for Israel. I'm Mark Mayfield. The number of deaths and people missing in Mexico after Hurricane Otis is now 
almost 100. The storm slammed into Acapulco last week as a Category 5 storm. The governor of Guerrero State said yesterday that at least 45 people were killed and 47 remain missing. The death toll includes three people from the United States, Canada, and the U.K. The National Hurricane Center said Hurricane Otis intensified at the second fastest rate in modern times with winds increasing by 115 miles per hour in a single day before it made landfalls. Pope Francis sent his condolences to all those affected and who lost loved ones over the weekend. The Holy See's representative to the United Nations denounced racial discriminate has denounced racial discrimination as well as the rise in religious intolerance and persecution. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports. In his statement, Archbishop Kacha recalled that the wrongful belief that one person is superior to another constitutes an affront to the inherent dignity of each human being. He said that the reprehensible acts of racism and discrimination against migrants, refugees and asylum seekers are a clear manifestation of this racist mentality which must be addressed decisively. The Vatican Observer highlighted that migrants must not be considered as a political problem to be easily disposed of, but rather as human beings who share the same intrinsic dignity and value as every person. Archbishop Kacha also expressed the Holy See's deep concern for the rise in cases of religious intolerance, discrimination and persecution. Considering the many places where religious freedom is severely restricted, he recalled that governments have a duty to protect this right of their citizens as it is one of the absolute minimum requirements necessary to live in dignity. Archbishop Kacha further warned against the fear of otherness that can lead to a quest for one-dimensional uniformity that seeks to eliminate all differences and traditions under the guise of a superficial quest for unity. The antidote to this false universalism, he said, is to be found in a culture of dialogue that recognizes the rich gifts and uniqueness of each person and each people. The equal dignity of all human beings enshrined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights demands that we never turn a blind eye to racism or exclusion, but that we approach every person with openness, solidarity and love. I am Lisa Zingarini. Pope Francis will celebrate the Solemnity of All Saints today. The Holy Father will give a special Angelus address and lead the Marian prayer with the faithful in St. Peter's Square, as is the papal custom on major solemnities. Because this is happening on a Wednesday, the Pope will not hold his weekly general audience today. Meanwhile, now that we're in a new month, it's a new prayer intention for the Holy Father himself. Pope Francis has asked the faithful, quote, Pray to the Lord that he will bless me. Your prayer gives me strength and helps me discern and to accompany the church listening to the Holy Spirit, end quote. And the Texas Rangers are now one win away from claiming their first World Series title in franchise history. Texas held off the Arizona Diamondbacks for an 11-7 victory in Game 4 of the World Series at Chase Field last night. The teams will meet for Game 5 tonight in phoenix matt i went to bed and it was like 10 to 1 or something it was 10 to nothing when i went to bed they the diamondbacks were starting to score when i went to bed i didn't want to go to bed but that it's going to be an interesting one because 
you know, Max Scherzer's out for the series for mm-hmm. the for the Rangers, but also Adolis Garcia is off the roster for the remainder of the series. Mm-hmm. But that didn't seem to slow the Rangers down, no. having Adolis's bat not in the lineup because they were just going up and down. Like, what it was it, like five runs in the second inning? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Was, wait, was Paul, I'm going to have to remember Paul Lockman's sports report from our local hour yesterday. I think it was a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks. It was. Yeah. But it was a bullpen game where, like, people were getting pulled after the minimum batters, like, just Mm -hmm. one guy right after the other, at least when I was watching. Hmm. Interesting. I see you got the green coat memo today. I did. Matt and okay, Anna so you dress like this on year all, all Saints Day. You dress in uh, <laughs> fall tones, autumn tones, year-round. Yeah. Well, summer, I'm a winter, winter though. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, do you know about your colors? I think it's called Color Me Beautiful. It's become a big thing now. I'm a winter. Is this like a theology of home thing? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Theology of Home did something like this in the future. Well, we'll have to find out next hour. Yeah, with Emily Malloy. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, today, November the 1st, the Solemnity of All Saints, as Matt was saying, make sure you know what Mass you are headed to today because it is a holy day of obligation, one in which we are celebrating all the saints, known and unknown. Happy All Saints Day, everybody. It's nine past. Joining us again on the Sunrise Morning Show is Liz Lev, the art historian, guide to Paris and Rome. Her book, How Catholic Art Saved the Faith, The Triumph of Beauty and Truth in Counter-Reformation Art. Liz, welcome back. Good morning. It's good to have you. You know, we're going to be talking about art's role in upholding the veneration and intercession of the saints today. So first of all, Liz, what was it that the Protestant leaders did to knock this down in the eyes of the people? Well, when you think about it, one of the more uh, problematic ramifications of the Protestant Reformation was this idea that we're just going to go to Jesus personally. What do you need intercessors for? What do you need indulgences for? What do you need middlemen or go-betweens for? And it sounds kind of like, you know, you think about, well, you know, yeah, I guess Jesus died for us, so why don't we go to Jesus? But then you realize what a what a group of friends it took away. It's like we're part of a team with this wonderful world of saints. So think about all of the ramifications. There we are, you know, in the, in the Catholic Church reciting what people consider the, the first Eucharistic prayer, but we call it the Roman Canon. And we call down all of these saints, and all that's gone. So that company that it stands around the altar in the liturgy that brings heaven and earth together in that moment of the Eucharist, gone. Then you have all of these friends that we've made over the years. They're, they make these, these, these altarpieces where you have all of these saints standing in their own little gateways. And you know, Maybe you have a devotion to one or the other, but you've got 12, so they're all there. We, we lost the sense of community, and there was also that loss of the sense of being able to, to find someone to talk to so you could figure out how to go and talk to Christ, someone who somehow shared your experience. So there's a real loss there that, that the church, perhaps, the faithful didn't realize at first. Certainly. And didn't the Protestant leaders really do this? They managed to convince many that this was some form of idolatry. 
Absolutely. So it started, this has always been a little issue with the creation of images. It's something that pops up every couple hundred years in the history of, in the history of Christian art when, you know, are people worshiping these images as idols? And as a matter of fact, Calvin was very hard on the, on the question. He said, listen, these Catholics worship the images the same way that the Israelites used to worship, once worshiped Balim. I mean, this idea of this most pagan deities. But what I found was perhaps, what, what I found was the most clever an insidious piece of bad press you could imagine was when they said, well, you know, the thing is that they keep canonizing priests and religious. So basically, they just keep making saints among themselves. And so it's kind of like, you know, watching the Academy Awards where a whole <laughs> bunch of people sit around among themselves telling them how great they are. It's just self-propagating myth. <laughs> that was a pretty effective piece of propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it might work if you did that to Hollywood today. Uh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll leave that little piece of commentary there. Now, so Liz, what did the Council of Trent say to reaffirm the importance of the saints in our lives as the faithful? Well, the Council of Trent, in, in the final session, along with art, so the good news is that, uh, the good news is that uh, art and saints got to be in the same session, which is session 25, and that not only that we should keep uh, to, to invoke the saints, that it's good and useful to invoke the saints and have recourse to their prayers in aid. So they should not only be role models, so we can look at their lives and say, yeah, yeah, I can do that too, but that we can expect, because they are already in heaven, that they are in a position to intercede, to ask, to, to help us on our own way. Now, how did the artists of the time uphold the saints as worthy of veneration? Well, I think with the fun part, so so we all know saints come in every shape and size, right? Mm-hmm. You have you have male saints, female saints, children saints, old people saints, married saints. We have saints of all different sorts. What an amazing field for creativity for the artists. So the artists, first of all, are going to be able to work in a vast gamut. But what became really interesting specifically as a group among the artists is that they start showing saints not standing in their little frames and archways and altarpieces. The saints get busy. They start working. So they're either doing things of this world, they're actively uh, interceding or helping or, or, or working, or you see them experiencing that mystic union, that special relationship that they have with God. They see things that we don't see. And so the artists, again, have another gamut of how the saints actually work in our lives. We either watch their lives and say, this is a very inspiring story, I can do this, or we watch the saints as they see something that we hope and dream one day to see. You know, I wanted to ask you about that, and maybe you can dive a little bit deeper into it. I mean, what purposes does it serve then and now to have images of the saints and their relics visible to the faithful? Well, I think it's so funny, you know, when we have all these cell phones where, like, the, most of our memory in our cell phones is mm-hmm. taken up with pictures in a world of Instagram, in a world of Facebook. I mean, for heaven's sake, if we were ever a culture that we're used to having our friends near and far, we were used to being able to see them uh, in a way that when I, for example, when I first moved to Italy, there was no, dating me, of course, but there was no Skype, so I had to write these long letters. The idea of physically seeing my family was very difficult, and all I had was pictures, like little paper pictures. But what we have what art does is that these people are our friends and family too. These St. Francis, St. Clair, St. 
same same Genma. I mean, it, it, these these people are our friends, and to make these pictures uh, the same way we keep pictures on our phone of people that we love, it's a way of keeping them close to us. So remember, oh, you know what? I got a call. I got to call St. Chiara because I've been thinking about this. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. gives them much more of a real relationship. Can you just speak to the images of the Blessed Mother at this time? So she will get. She gets two chapters because well, she's Mary. She's rather important. <laughs> um, Mary. Mary is fascinating because uh, the one, the real problem that the the Protestants are going to have, and even Luther has difficulty doing this, um, separating. He loves Mary, so it's very hard. Luther's going to have a very hard time with this. We can't go to Mary, but as this intercession rule gets, the no intercession rule gets laid down. The question of Mary becomes more and more important. And just as a preview to what we're going to talk about, essentially the Protestants come up with a solution, that she was a really great lady because she was Jesus' mom. Mm-hmm. But after she finished being Jesus' mom, that she was just a really great lady who had been Jesus' mom. She's got no other role. She's got nothing else to do. She's just, we thank you very much. Thanks for being Jesus' mom. And now you can just sit in the corner and we'll wave at you politely. Not the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church, she never stops being Jesus' mom. And she never stops actively being not only Jesus' mom, but when, when, when Jesus sends her to John and she becomes the mother of the church, she never stops actively being mother. So we're going to see active images of Mary, and then what we're going to see is new teachings about Mary, expanding her role. So where the Protestants shut her down, and the Catholics are going to start making assumptions and immaculate conceptions, and oh yeah, you want to see what Mary can do? Yep, exactly. One of the reasons I love being Catholic. The book is called How Catholic Art Saved the Faith, the Triumph of Beauty and Truth in Counter-Reformation Art. We've been talking to the author, Liz Lev. Liz, it's linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. All right. It's 17 past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're back with headlines right after this. Support is for MediShare. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Proclaiming the faith, changing lives. The year was 1980. Mother Angelica, who is hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, orders a satellite dish and transmission equipment. A wealthy benefactor gives her the $250,000 letter of credit she needs to apply for an FCC license to broadcast. To learn more about Mother Angelica's life and the history of EWTN, visit EWTN.com slash Mother Angelica. 19 past. Here's Anna Mitchell with headlines. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is the new U.S. ambassador to Israel after being confirmed by the Senate yesterday. 
The local Catholic parish in Gaza has been housing 700 people for three weeks now since the Hamas attack on Israel. And in this new month of November, Pope Francis's new prayer intention is for himself. So, Anna Mitchell, you uh, sent some pictures around. You know, our families send send mm-hmm. all these like kid pics back and forth. Yep. And yep. I gotta say. I've seen a lot of people nail Saint costumes mm-hmm. in terms of like theme and vibe or whatever, but but Roma nailed like a Saint Therese <laughs> pose. Yep. I mean, it is like it is dead on. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I showed. The only her... difference is is she's blonde. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah, we weren't going to die. Her only hair. difference. Yeah, I was. Uh, I showed her a photo of Saint Therese, who famously wrote a play about Saint Joan of Arc and played her in it. And there's this photo of her, got her, you know, her hand on her cheek, and she's kind of like stooped down. Now she's in chains in the photo. I didn't right. have chains to put on Roma, but Roma got the pose down pretty well. You can go over to our Facebook page and see it. I just posted it. Yeah, she's against a like a like a rock wall. And yeah, we didn't have Roma's that. against like a garden with bricks. Yeah, but it's you a should very go check it out. Garden, but show us your All Saints we costumes, see your All Saints kiddos. Day costumes. I Some of you all are getting ready for school right now and mm-hmm. uh, doing All Saints Day procession. So we want to see. We'll see who you picked. Go we'll share see them. Creativity. Share them in the comments. All of them. And the Facebook page is linked through sunrisemorningshow.com. I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home the Faith when Damian O'Connor will talk about a new video from the Knights of Columbus on the Catholic family. Father Nathan Cromley will discuss the upcoming Catholic Women's Conference in Cincinnati. I'll explain how holiness increases our humanity. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the road to Christ the King. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Ken Herbert Plumbing, licensed in Ohio and Kentucky. All their plumbers are bonded, insured, drug tested, and background checked for peace of mind. Rated A-plus from the BBB. Ken Herbert Plumbing, 513-383-2974. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from J.C. Health Insurance agent George Justin. If you're turning 65, retiring, or simply have Medicare questions, George has answers. George is your pro-family, pro-life guide to Medicare, helping to simplify your transition by guiding you through the options to find a plan that meets your unique needs, all at no cost to you. Find out more from George Johnston at J.C. Health Insurance, 859-414-6591. That's 859-414-6591. Hi, I'm Jim Akers, board member with the Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus. Catholic business leaders and their spouses meeting the challenge of balancing faith, family, and business. We meet once a month for mass and dinner, along with a local or national speaker and a wonderful venue throughout the city. Many of our speakers you have heard right here on Sacred Heart Radio. Please think about joining our group of Catholic leaders and become an ambassador for Christ in your business or profession. Contact us at Cincinnati at Legatus.org. That's Cincinnati at Legatus.org. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. Insured, screened, and drug-free employees deliver service with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymaid.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust. Back with us 
us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Chris McGregor from DiscerningHearts.com. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Anna. Thank you, and to you as well. And so our selection for this week's office, from the Office of Readings this week, is for the Solemnity of All Saints. And, of course, our boy, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, would be the saint chosen for this great feast. Yeah, I think he is second only to St. Augustine in the Office of Readings, having many of his beautiful sermons that lead us into the depth of God's love, our prayer life. So many things to love about this doctor of the church, St. Bernard of Clairvaux. So again, we just encourage people, don't we, to go to the Office of Readings. They're right there for you and join in what all of the church, the Holy Church and unity are praying and reflecting on, especially on this great holy day. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how he takes us right to the heart of the matter of why we celebrate a feast like this of all the saints, because as he points out at the very beginning here, like, what do the saints care if we're partying <laughs> here on earth about it? They're up in mm -hmm. heaven really enjoying their communion with the Lord. And yet there's so much more to this feast than than simply just celebrating the fact that they are there, although that is a big part of it. Yeah, he's he's saying it's not so much for them, but it's actually a good thing for us because mm -hmm. it brings them up into our memories, into our hearts because it, when we venerate their their memories, he says we don't serve um, them. They're, they're, it's for us. I tell you, when I think of them, I feel myself inflamed by a tremendous yearning. Yes, and that's what he's saying. That the saints inspire us. They arouse us. Our desire to be with them. They're that great great cloud of witnesses that are saying, "Join us. Strive to be with us. Where in heaven." In the in the in the unity of the Holy Spirit with the Father and the Son and the Great Trinity, it's just so glorious, isn't it? It is. And one thing that I I love about this reading is is sort of the progression that Saint Bernard has here, because of course for the feast of all the saints, I mean we we often turn our attention to our favorite saints, the saints we know who are canonized, but we are in fact also celebrating saints who are unknown, uh, who have not been canonized by the church, are not on the liturgical calendar, but are saints in heaven nonetheless. And and those would include, God willing, our, our loved ones. And this is something, Chris, that has really stood out to me or has really affected me um, ever since the, the death of, of my infant nephew um, a few months ago. Uh, the prayer of commendation at his funeral um, which which prayed that with his death, that his parents would long for heaven all the more because they long to be reunited with him. And that can be such that can be the first step for many of us in in longing all the more for heaven is to be reunited with our loved ones. That is that is that is so beautiful, Anna, because the thing is, our hearts are longing to be reunited with the ones we love because we want to be whole, right? Yeah. There's there's something that's missing because their presence is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be whole again in what? In their love. It's a union of love. Yeah. So what's what's that whole? We want to be, we grow in holiness. 
that's what, and when we are in heaven, we are once again made whole, completely satisfied with such joy and such longing that that's what our hearts should be striving for. You know, we often hear, and we hear this in um, St. Bernard too, that we we want to be uh, brought into the glory of God. He says it's okay to desire that, to be in his glory, not necessarily to make us a great saint. We want to be a great saint so I can say, hey, uh, you know, I'm one of the greatest. <laughs> right. No, because by being a great saint, we are, we're closer to God. Our hearts want to be so close to him. That's what, that's the greatness of our striving in this universal call to holiness. We want to get as close as we can. And the saints want to cheer us on because they know the joy and the yearning that uh, our, our, our hearts desire. Yeah, they yearn for us to be with them as well. And so we have, you know, our loved ones, those that that we knew, but then of course, like I was saying before, oftentimes our minds on on an All Saints Day go to those canonized saints, those great saints. Like how cool would it be to hang out with St. Bernard of Clairvaux? Like that should that should spur us on to greater holiness as well so we can go chat with him in heaven. I just want to hang out with Zelie Martin. I know. She's become such a great yes. friend of mine, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, Therese and Elizabeth of the Trinity, but also uh, Donna Barretta-Mala and say oh, thank man. you. Thank yeah. you for being such a witness to life. So many others. I mean, I could. We we probably could do this for hours. <laughs> just talk about all the saints we want to hang out with. Yep, That's absolutely. Right. But the thing is, you know, what he says to us, and it's very important, he takes a quick turn when he says, but we don't, we don't desire it. We don't even think about it. Tomorrow is the day to begin again. Or actually right now, right now. begin again. Start thinking about heaven and the saints today. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Chris McGregor. You can find discerninghearts.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Click on the show notes for today and be sure to subscribe to our show notes. You can get all that information, check out the podcast, the video feed, all of it in our show notes every day. And you'll get a little reminder email every morning as we go on the air to go head over to those show notes, see what's going on on the Sunrise morning show by the way happy all saints day don't forget find a mass to go to and uh go over to our facebook page share your kids all saints day costumes as well half past the hour now on the sunrise morning show it's time for news former treasury secretary jack lou is now the u.s ambassador to israel the senate confirmed lou in a 53 to 43 vote yesterday with support from just two Republicans, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Lou's confirmation, of course, comes as the conflict between Israel and Hamas continues and as Congress weighs how to provide funding to support Israel in the war. Meanwhile, Israel is taking responsibility for an airstrike that the Hamas-run Gaza Interior Ministry is claiming was on a refugee camp in Gaza. The Gaza Interior Ministry said Six bombs were dropped on a residential area during the strike that Israeli officials said killed a Hamas leader. The IDF statement did not acknowledge any civilian casualties that may have been caused by the strike. 
The local parish in Gaza has been housing hundreds of people for three weeks now since the original Hamas attack on Israel. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports. Over 700 people have taken refuge in the Holy Family Catholic Parish in northern Gaza after the Israel-Hamas war broke out on October 7th. They have banded together as a Christian community with Mass celebrated twice daily and countless rosaries prayed for peace and protection. Yet they are also enduring hardship as water and food supplies run low and the practical difficulties of living and sleeping in a church for over three weeks wear on their morale. One young man among the group, Suhail Abu Dawood, has become a voice of insight and hope for the outside world as he continues to send brief letters that reveal his desire to cling to Christ amid uncertainty and trials. In his most recent letter penned on Monday, Mr. Abu Dawood admitted that he had endured another tough and hard day of the war here in Gaza. At the same time, he took the chance to offer what he called simple spiritual thoughts that avoid the politics of war. I strongly believe that this war is a message for all humanity, he said, but I also think there is a message from God for our Christian community in Gaza. Perhaps all of us after the war, he said, are called to love more and help each other more, like a single family, exactly how Jesus helped and served others. We too, he added, have to sacrifice like Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Attitudes and behaviors will need to change after such a difficult time, added Mr. Abu Dawood. We will help each other with a big and unique heart, serving the people as Jesus healed people. The young Catholic concluded his letter by recalling a lesson he has already learned after an Israeli airstrike destroyed his earthly residence in Gaza on Wednesday, October 25th. I consider Jesus as my true home, he said. Jesus is my home of peace and love in this savage world. And with an eye to the future, Mr. Abu Dawood recalled a quote from Thomas More, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. I'm Devin Watkins. Pope Francis is celebrating the Solemnity of All Saints today. The Holy Father will give a special Angelus address and lead the Marian prayer with the faithful in St. Peter's Square, as is papal custom on major solemnities. Because it's happening on a Wednesday, the Pope will not be holding his weekly general audience today. Meanwhile, it's a new month and a new prayer intention for the Holy Father himself. In the video to accompany the intention, he says, quote, the fact that someone is pope doesn't mean they lose their humanity. On the contrary, my humanity grows each day with God's holy and faithful people. And he asked the faithful to pray to the Lord that he will bless me, saying your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and accompany the church, listening to the Holy Spirit, end quote. New details are emerging about the mass shooter in Maine who killed 18 people before taking his own life. Mark Mayfield reports. Robert Card was an Army reservist and he was sent for evaluation in July after he was seen behaving erratically. That's when the Army said Card shouldn't have a weapon, handle ammunition, or participate in live fire activity. Two months later, a deputy went to check on Card twice after a soldier expressed concerns he may snap and commit a mass shooting. That came less than six weeks before the shootings last week in Lewiston, which marked the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. this year. I'm Mark Neefield. The federal trial of a former Louisville, Kentucky police detective involved in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor is getting underway. Brett Hankinson is accused of violating the civil rights of Taylor, who was shot to death during a no-knock raid on Taylor's home. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 past the hour.
The International Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Our Lady of Fatima will be in Greater Cincinnati from November 4th through the 21st. To find out what parishes and hours you can visit to pray for peace in our world, visit sacredheartradio.com slash events. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. During the hottest of weather, Schneller Knockelman will keep you cool with air conditioning repair, installation, and maintenance. Schneller Knockelman. Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com. Hi, I'm Guy Cagney with the Cagney Family and Coble Banker Real Estate, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Our Catholic faith is the center of our family life and how we do our real estate business. Hope that you and your family will remain safe and healthy this year. 513-347-1888. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, a great place to shop for Christmas. From custom-made rosaries, heirloom-quality nativities, books and CDs, to Christ-centered gifts for the kids. St. Michael's Rosaries, online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. It's 24 minutes before the hour on the Solemnity of All Saints, Wednesday, November the 1st. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Kicking off November with some rather chilly conditions. Right now, it's kind of cold with temperatures in the upper 30s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, partly cloudy today with a high of 45 degrees. Clear skies tonight and an overnight low of 29. Mostly sunny with a little bit of a warm-up tomorrow for All Souls Day and a high of 52 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, a few clouds today with a high around 43. Mostly clear tonight with an overnight low of 26. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow and a little warmer with a high of 50 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio, 740 a.m., 910 a.m. Subscribe to the show notes at sacredheartradio.com. Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim. Joined now by Gary Zimak from followingthetruth.com. Perhaps you picked up one of his many books that uh, discusses the question of turning your thoughts and fears and anxieties and worries over to the Lord with the help of Scripture. Gary, good morning. How are you? Hey, I am well, Matt. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, happy All Saints Day to you. I hope you're celebrating well. Oh, yeah. Just getting started, brother. Just getting started. It's a big day. It's a big it day. is a big day. Right? It reminds us of uh, no matter how we feel, no matter how weak we seem, no matter how discouraged we are, I look at this day as a reminder that I, too, as weak as I am as, as, and perfect as I am, I can make it to heaven. And that's, well, whatever that's you've what inspires through, me, right? Man, it doesn't matter what you've been through. Some saints that's been it. through a worse version of it and came out on the other side. So you got that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's what, I need to, that's what I need to remember today. There is hope for even somebody like me. Yes, indeed. And, you know, there's hope for those people who have died marked with the sign of faith and uh, who right. are on the path to heaven but still need a little bit of polishing, as it were, before they go into the beatific vision. This whole month of November dedicated to the holy souls in purgatory. And you've picked right. a, a, an excerpt from the Psalms that uh, really I, I think is a great reflection, a great verse to meditate upon uh, as we pray for these holy souls. Share it with us. Yeah, Matt, this is a psalm of going to be coming from psalm 42 and i and i was i was praying about what, what i should discuss today when i came on you know we're as we enter the month of november this i think this is so appropriate let me just read it it's psalm 42 verse 1 and 2 as a deer longs for flowing streams so longs my soul for you O god my soul thirsts for god for the living god 
when shall I come and behold the face of God? You know, Matt, for for those of us, and I say those of us because I've been going through this for a while now, who sometimes get weighed down by the drudgery of life. You know, I'm, I'm going through some issues right now, some family-type problems, some some spiritual dryness, some some areas of, of drudgery, of, of walking through the desert. For those of us who are going through that, this psalm expresses that. It expresses that longing for that happiness, that peace. It's only going to come from God. We don't always realize that. We're looking for something this this emptiness and as we're looking for god and i love the way this psalm reminds us uh with this question when shall i come and behold the face of god when is it gonna end lord and you know this month of november this is a perfect reminder that all these earthly problems all these struggles all these temptations that weigh us down they're going to end one day and there is hope for us to be able to get to heaven. That's why we were created, to live with God forever in perfect happiness in heaven. And that's the first thing, I think, to remember, that this is going to end one day. Let's do what we're supposed to do and ask for help from those above who are already there to intercede for us. Let's ask the Lord for the grace we need, cooperate with that grace so that we can make it to heaven. And also, we want to remember those souls who maybe you're trapped right now who are being purified in purgatory, our friends, our family, and pray for them, make sacrifices for them to help them with their journey. So I I think this is a great reminder for us that that this world isn't all there is. We're longing for something that we can have one day, and we just have to keep our eye on the prize and keep taking it one day at a time. Well, not only can we have it, we're made for it, right? I mean, we were created for this kind of union with God, which is why we desire it so much uh, i mean right. that, that verse as you say when shall i come and behold the face of god i mean that's kind of the prayer of the souls in purgatory right they have yeah. gotten to the place where they know right that they're going to experience eternity with god but there is that sort of final purification you know there's when it comes to this question of of the holy souls in purgatory and this whole doctrine you know, all we've really got is the language of analogy because none of us uh, spent a weekend in purgatory and came back and give, you know, you don't you don't give talks on like, you know, the weekend you spent down there or up there, <laughs> I suppose it was. Right, um, right. But, you know, I just think of I mean, you've got kids. Uh, if you've ever put a uh, a vacation to like a theme park on the calendar. Right. There's like a sense of waiting uh, yep. of you going to go to the theme park. But then when you get in line for your favorite ride. The, the the anticipation takes on a different kind of character because now you're in the park. Now you're lined up for the ride, just waiting for the ride. And, you know, when it comes to this life, this sojourn, right, we got heaven that is on the schedule for us if we follow and are faithful to the things that we're supposed to do. But once you get into exactly. purgatory, man, you're in line. <laughs> you're in line yeah. for the ride. It's a different sort of character to that kind of waiting, that kind of anticipation, that kind of thirst to finish the job, as it were. Exactly, exactly. And as as vague as it sometimes seems seems for us, this this desire of of, of one day living in heaven, it's vague because we, we're we don't know a lot about it. It's it's mysterious to us. So it's it's sort of vague. It's sort of hard to put our our, our wrap our our brain around. But as you say, for the souls in purgatory, they're more aware than we are. So the the longing, the the desire to be with God, is even stronger. And it's really good to know 
that I can help them in some way by praying for them. I could speed along their journey. And we're never going to know until we get there one day what our prayers, the effect that our prayers have had. So many of us, Matt, and, you know, we, you and I, we, we, I come on every week. We talk about anxiety and dealing with the stresses of life. One of the greatest stresses that, that many of us have is the, um, the, the, wishful, the wishful thinking that maybe we could have done something better. Maybe I could have treated my dad better. Maybe I could have treated my mom better. Maybe I should have done this for this particular person. Maybe I didn't apologize, and now they died. Well, now's my chance to do something for them, to help them, to give them that joy that they seek even greater than I do, because like you said, they're in line for the ride. They get to see it. So what a great opportunity for me to help a soul to get to purgatory, uh, to get out of purgatory and to, to reach that phase, that, that, that desire, that, um, what am I trying to say, that, that union with the Lord today. Yeah, which we have a shadow of, right? We have a shadow right. of this uh, in, in the Mass. We have that connection between heaven and earth. We see with the veil through the sacraments, right? Uh, this is uh, a way that God... Uh, reaches out to us where heaven joins earth, and we make reference to uh, you know the church that has triumphed uh, and is in the beatific vision. We make reference to these souls that are in purgatory. We make reference to ourselves scattered throughout the earth, right, and all the angels and saints. And these are not like it's not like the angels are going to one church, the saints are going to another church, the people in purgatory are part of some other church, and you and me we're part of this other church. Like we're one church, right? We're right. one church. And so we're bound together in that mystery of the Mass, and this is an opportunity for us to to think about what it's going to be like when we can all see and fully witness the reality of what's been going on all along. I'm excited about it, Gary. I don't know about you. I sure am. I sure am. And I'm so glad you brought up the Mass, Matt, because I'm going to go to Mass in a couple hour, a couple of hours from now, and I will have that opportunity to unite with the souls in purgatory and, and the souls in heaven. And, and this is going to be a great reminder this whole month is a great reminder of this reality. We can't see this reality, but by faith we believe it, and and we hope for it for us one day that we will be joining the the saints in heaven. What a great day that's going to be! Somebody like me, Matt, can be hanging out with Saint Paul, Saint Peter, all these great saints in heaven. I I, I do look forward to that. You know, uh, all that anxiety that you and I had in high school about, like, you know, when it's lunchtime, do you get to sit at the cool kids' table? Like, in heaven, all the tables are the cool kids' tables. So there wow. you go. There you go. <laughs> Finally, right? I never sat at the cool kids' table. Uh, nor did I, man. <laughs> I did after, like, a couple of the cool kids left. And now there was room for me to sit down somewhere. Public oh, school, man. It was, a, it was an adventure. Well, we got followingthetruth.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Gary Zimak's got lots of great resources over there. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you. God bless. All right. More on All Saints Day. A Divine Office hymn with Dr. Benjamin Lewis coming up next. It's 14 till. <laughs> It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marianne Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. 
Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. It's the season of chunky soup and chunky sweaters, which means it's also pumpkin coffee season. And the Mystic Monks have their pumpkin spice blend in stock and ready for you to enjoy. And when you go to the Monks through sunrisemorningshow.com, we earn a commission on any flavor coffee or tea that you buy. Why shell out five bucks for a tall PSL when you can customize your own at home and drink it from a Sunrise Morning Show mug that you can find in our online store. Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk Coffee through sunrisemorningshow.com. The Messy Family Podcast empowers mom and dads to embrace their sacred calling by helping you become a good parent and a great spouse. You can hear the Messy Family Podcast as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free at EWTN Podcast Central. Visit EWTNradio.net slash podcasts today. Sunrise Morning Show continues, and it's always fun to catch up with Dr. Benjamin Lewis, Director of Translation Services for the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, online at isilweb.org. Dr. Lewis, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good to be back. It's always fun when we get to do in these segments something that is appropriate to the liturgical season. So what do you have for us today? So today I thought we would look ahead to later in the week. Uh, We've got coming up the Feast of All Saints and I wanted to look again at a at a hymn, uh, and since it's a morning show, uh, maybe we can look at the the hymn for morning prayer lauds. That sounds great. For the great feast to of me. all saints. Now I know with some of these, there have been sort of placeholder hymns, um, exactly, rather than the translation. So is this one of those cases where you took the placeholder hymn and you went back and said, "Well, let's go translate what the original Latin hymn is." Is that one of these cases? It's exactly exactly right. All right. Yeah. So. What so do we have? This is this is the before brand new. and after. This is <laughs> right. like an infomercial, right? Sure, right. So the before him, if you turn to morning prayer now, uh, in uh, in the current version of the Liturgy of the Hours for November first, Feast of All Saints, you have uh, a, a nice hymn, uh, but not a translation of the Latin. It goes, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see our God. The secret of the Lord is theirs; their soul is Christ's abode." The Lord who left the heavens, our life and peace to bring, to dwell in lowliness with men, their pattern and their king. Still to the lowly soul he doth himself impart, and for his dwelling and his throne chooseth the pure in heart. Lord, we thy presence seek, may ours this blessing be. Give us a pure and lowly heart, a temple fit for thee. So, nice hymn. That's pretty Um, good. You know, yeah. you know, I find that with with a lot of these, the befores are not bad. You know, I mean, the no, they're not bad good most of the time. Yeah, they are. But this is this is a translation of the Latin uh, that the church proposes for us to sing. Um, 
for this. It's a it's a 10th century hymn called G- O Jesus Savior of the World. So this is a, a Latin text that goes back to the 10th century. Which, oh, by Jesus. the way, if people know, um, is around the time that All Souls especially became much more of a thing, that, that uh, celebration of this autumn triduum began to materialize a little bit more. Right. So here's, here's the new translation. O oh, Jesus, Savior of the world, come help and strengthen your redeemed. God's loving mother, hear our prayer that those who suffer may be saved. Let angels gathered in their choirs, the ranks of holy patriarchs and prophets who with merits shine, implore forgiveness for our sin. Then let the Baptist sent before and Peter bearing heavenly keys with all the apostolic band come set us free from bonds of guilt. Let martyrs come in sacred choir and holy virgins chaste and pure let priests, all faithful till the end, come wash us clean from every fault. Send monks and nuns with timely aid and all who dwell in heaven above to hear the prayers we humbly make and beg for us the prize of life. All glory be to you, O Christ, the Father and the Spirit blessed, whose presence, filled with wondrous light, gives joy to saints forevermore. Amen. Okay, so I have chills, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, so the previous one was pretty great, right? Yeah, yeah. But what you see in this one, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if listeners picked up on this, but I picked up on it immediately. There's a progression from the top mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Exactly. With Jesus, then Mary, mm-hmm. then the angels, the patriarchs, <laughs> yes. the prophets, John the Baptist, Peter, then after Peter, the apostles, after the apostles, yes. all the martyrs, all the virgins, then the priests, then basically all monks and nuns. I yeah. mean, this is sort of like divine, it's like listing the choirs of angels or something. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, the, it's this sort of like the whole thing funnels from the top down yeah. to like eventually you and me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly right. You. It's like you're getting a picture of the entire train of the redeemed starting with the head of the church jesus christ himself and going through all the the categories of of angels and saints from the top down it's like you're seeing this great long line of um of the saints well Um, what's interesting is that that's how the litany of the saints kind of goes too exactly normally like with starting with Jesus, Mary, and then you go with the big ones, and it kind of filters yeah. down, mm-hmm. sort of group by group. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is like a litany. It's it's reminiscent of the Te Deum. Uh, you, it, you're, yeah. There's so many different uh, ways that this resonates with other parts of the liturgy. So yeah, this is the text that um, that we have in Latin, and uh, which you can now uh, you can now sing these hymns. So can I tap into as we as we close this out here, uh, your experience because you're a convert and you came from Methodist roots and we didn't really do All Saints Day, and exactly. so we didn't really think about ourselves being part of like all this this sort of train right yeah. <laughs> this procession. Like, what was it like to you as someone who didn't grow up with All Saints Day to work through and sort of figure out this bigger this massive picture of this whole church in heaven cheering us? on here on earth 
Yeah, it was both a challenge uh, and a great blessing for me personally. I think this this hymn sort of is it's right on the it's right on the cusp of you know you could ask why why are we saying you know to the apostolic band come set us free from bonds of guilt that sounds an awful lot like we're asking the saints to save us rather than asking christ to save us but really when it comes down to is we're asking them hear the prayers we humbly make and beg for us the prize of life we're asking them simply to pray for us pray to god pray to christ for us that's what we're really expecting of them. So it's a really wonderful thing to think we can not only ask Christians here on earth to pray for us, but we can even ask the saints in heaven to pray for us. And that's sort of a, that opens up whole new um, doors for uh, thinking about what it means to be a Christian and how to how to live in, in this long train of, of the redeemed. You makes you realize you're much of a part of a much bigger church than you thought before. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Dr. Benjamin Lewis, we've got isilweb.org linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too, Matt. And as we uh, finish up this hour, heading into another hour, Anna Mitchell, I've been posting over on our YouTube channel um, mm -hmm. where we've got the live feed of the show. In the chat, I've been doing a litany of saints with nice. quirky patronages because all these people have experienced weird stuff. And therefore, they know what to do when people who on the, on Earth experience them. You know what is a great book for that exact idea is Pray for Us by Meg Hunter Kilmer. Oh, of course. People in the pipeline who have had weird crazy, weird lives. Yeah. They're a good Saint one to Narcissus, get Narcissus, patron against mosquito bites, pray for us. St. Theobald, patron of church janitors, Okay, maybe us. that's not what Meg is covering. St. Kentigern, patron of salmon, pray for us. of more serious quirks. <laughs> well, we'll have to address those next hour. It's three minutes till. Sacred Heart Radio is your local Catholic station and your source for news from the Catholic perspective. SacredHeartRadio.com is where you can find and share information on issues facing Ohio in November that are so important to the pro-life community. And that's not to mention our commitment to prayer. At SacredHeartRadio.com, you'll find resources and events to help you pray for a culture of life. So please visit SacredHeartRadio.com, your local source for pro-life information and prayer. You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com. The highest standards, integrity, and best practices are core values at Rainbow International of Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. Your partners in residential and commercial insurance repair and restoration. Rainbow International, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. 513-271-1000. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery. And he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700. Online at beaconortho.com. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. We strive to provide the highest quality diamond and CBN products manufactured by privately owned companies, enabling us to provide prompt and personal service 
and you to avoid the unnecessary cost and frustrations of dealing with bureaucracies. Find us online at theabrasiveone.com. That's the number one, theabrasiveone.com, theabrasiveone.com. For more than 150 years, the Comboni missionaries have served the poorest and most forgotten people. With our founder, St. Daniel Combonius, and inspiration, we work for the full development of the human person through evangelization, education, and advocacy. Your donations make a huge impact, and 95% are used to fund our many projects. Find out more at kombonimissionaries.org. That is kombonimissionaries.org. All are precious in God's sight, no matter our age, race, ability, or residence. Yet many lives are threatened, especially in the womb. Cincinnati Right to Life works to protect the good gift of life at every age and every stage. For more information, go to CincinnatiRightToLife.org. I'm Precious Blood Father Kevin Scow from Archbishop McNicholas High School. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Continue on this Wednesday, the 1st of November, the Feast of All Saints, by praying together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Almighty, ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All you holy men and women, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. Thank you for being along on this All Saints Day. Hope you are either on your way to Mass or going to be heading to Mass here later this morning. Maybe over your lunch break, maybe tonight. Maybe you went to Mass last night instead of trick-or-treating. I have no idea. But Wednesday, November 1st, 2023 is a holy day of obligation. So figure out a way. Work your schedule around it. Because if you don't, then uh, something else will sweep in and uh, monopolize that time. Trust me, I know from experience. I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. Travis is running our video stream, which you can access in the show notes at sunrisemorningshow.com. We'll get more examples from the lives of the saints on All Saints Day with Father Philip Michael Tangora. We'll catch up with Carlo Broussard about, uh, maybe you've heard this before, maybe you've tried to say, like, I don't think this particular thing is okay to do when someone has called you a hateful bigot, and you're like, that's not what I mean by that. But then it's too late because the conversation's been derailed. Carlos got some thoughts for how to get things off on a better foot. Father Augustine Weta has more thoughts on decision making with the help of the Desert Fathers. Also, Emily Malloy 
on making bouquets for All Souls Day. Uh, she is uh, one of the contributors to the Theology of Home series. And, of course, November dedicated to the Holy Souls. So stay with us if you can. Right now it's two minutes past. News of service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com. Here's Anna Mitchell. Good morning. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is now the U.S. ambassador to Israel. The Senate confirmed Lew in a 53 to 43 vote yesterday with support from two Republicans, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. His confirmation comes as the conflict between Israel and Hamas continues and as Congress is weighing how to provide funding to support Israel in the war. Meanwhile, Israel is taking responsibility for an airstrike that the Hamas-run Gaza Interior Ministry claims was on a refugee camp. Mark Mayfield reports. The Gaza Interior Ministry said six bombs were dropped on a residential area during the strike that Israeli officials said killed a Hamas leader. The IDF's statement did not acknowledge any civilian casualties that may have been caused by the strike. This comes as fighting between Israel and Hamas stretches past the three-week mark. Over 9,000 people have been killed in total on both sides of the conflict since Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th. On Monday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said a ceasefire with Hamas is a surrender for Israel. I'm Mark Mayfield. The number of deaths and people missing in Mexico after Hurricane Otis is now almost 100. The storm slammed into Acapulco last week as a Category 5 Storm. The governor of Guerrero State said yesterday that at least 45 people were killed and 47 remain missing. The death toll includes three people from the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. The National Hurricane Center said Hurricane Otis intensified at the second fastest rate in modern times, with winds increasing by 115 miles per hour in a single day before it made landfall. Pope Francis sent his condolences and prayers to all those who were affected. The Holy Father is celebrating the Solemnity of All Saints today, giving a special Angelus address and leading the Marian prayer with the faithful in St. Peter's Square, as is the custom for popes on major solemnities. But because it's happening on a Wednesday, the Pope will not be holding his weekly general audience today. It is a new month and a new prayer intention for the Holy Father himself. In the video to accompany his intention for this month of November, the Pope said, The fact that someone is Pope doesn't mean they lose their humanity. On the contrary, my humanity grows each day with God's holy and faithful people. And he asked the faithful to, quote, pray to the Lord that he will bless me. Your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church, listening to the Holy Spirit, end quote. The Holy See's representative has to the United Nations has denounced racial discrimination as well as the rise in religious intolerance and persecution. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports. In his statement, Archbishop Katra recalled that the wrongful belief that one person is superior to another constitutes an affront to the inherent dignity of each human being. He said that the reprehensible acts of racism and discrimination against migrants, refugees and asylum seekers are a clear manifestation of this racist mentality which must be addressed decisively. The Vatican Observer highlighted that migrants must not be considered as a political problem to be easily disposed of, but rather as human beings who share the same intrinsic dignity and value as every person. 
Archbishop Kacha also expressed the Holy See's deep concern for the rising cases of religious intolerance, discrimination and persecution. Considering the many places where religious freedom is severely restricted, he recalled that governments have a duty to protect this right of their citizens as it is one of the absolute minimum requirements necessary to live in dignity. Archbishop Kacha further warned against the fear of otherness that can lead to a quest for one-dimensional uniformity that seeks to eliminate all differences and traditions under the guise of a superficial quest for unity. The antidote to this false universalism, he said, is to be found in a culture of dialogue that recognizes the rich gifts and uniqueness of each person and each people. The equal dignity of all human beings enshrined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights demands that we never turn a blind eye to racism or exclusion, but that we approach every person with openness, solidarity and love. I am Lisa Zingarini. The Rangers are one win away from claiming their first World Series title in franchise history. Texas held off the Arizona Diamondbacks for an 11-7 victory in Game 4 of the World Series last night. The teams meet for Game 5 tonight in Phoenix. And the birth rate in the United States is dropping. According to the CDC, the U.S. birth rate from 2007 to 2022 fell by 22 percent. The data also shows that not one state reported an increase in birth rates. Some states did experience a slower decline than others, with North Dakota experiencing the lowest at around a 9% drop. Arizona and Utah saw the highest around 36%. Wow. Wow. So Now, Arizona kind of makes sense to me because that's become kind of the retirement state. So okay. people just aren't having babies when you're in retirement age. But what? Even no, Utah, I mean, like Mormon country? time to get married. You know, around, around is... where I live, it's very rare. You know, we were out trick-or-treating, and it's very rare to see a family walking around with more than one kid. Wow, wow, wow. Very rare. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so unlike the, uh, the Annie Mitchell-Egan family, which, you know, <laughs> takes up a whole sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Well, and you it's know, kind there's... of, I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of sad that my four is considered a lot. I mean, I came from a family of four, four boys. Yeah. But, I mean, I've I seen. I from five kids. There's a range. Uh, I mean, I see them when I go to my parish, for sure. Mm-hmm. See lots of, lots of big families. But, you know, people get married later, deciding they're going to have kids way even later that after that. Um, if they want them at all. I've been hearing so many more people that even they're getting married, I mean, even but they my don't want next kids. Generation, right? A lot of people yeah. are like, "I don't want kids." They it's see so one kid sad. crying in a restaurant. They're like, "Oh, that's why I'm never having babies." So so sad. People would rather be influencers and content creators and stuff, but I always say, Anna Mitchell, if you really want to be an influencer and a content creator, yeah, have children. I'm holding up my phone to the video right now. This is Agnes as a night yesterday so every See, time she screams you're out on that in the every time she screams in a restaurant i have little memories like agnes dressed up as a knight and it's like how can you i don't know they're so cute if it's through no fault of your own that's one thing but that's if you're choosing thing, to refuse to have children that's a different kind of conversation exactly, exactly. you should try it it's crazy
there's no way to prepare you for it but if that's what you're so, worried about. But it's so, so good. It's so, so good. Totally worth it. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Father Philip Michael Tangora, pastor, a canon lawyer in the Diocese of Patterson, New Jersey. Father, good morning. How are you? Good morning. They didn't take that survey in Sussex County, New Jersey. Oh, yeah? You guys got babies there? <laughs> yes, yes. Lots of them. Well, good. I always, I'm always happy about the fact that 50% of my parish is under the age of 50. Well then they're going to need some good saintly examples under the age of 50 to help them along. And I know that's what you want to talk about this morning. That's it. Exactly. See what we did with that? It's the pivot. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. So, yeah, no, you know, one of the saints that I wanted to talk about is, uh, well, she's blessed at this point. Uh, She needs one more miracle to become a saint, and that's uh, blessed Chiara Badano, who passed at the age of 18 from bone cancer, a very, very painful and horrible form of bone cancer. But she, from an early age, was so devoted to God and so devoted uh, to a life of prayer. She joined the Focolare movement, which is a very charismatic but beautiful uh, spiritual movement, especially in Italy, but it's elsewhere as well. But, uh, and she gave her whole life, and even when she was uh, diagnosed with this horrible form of bone cancer, she uh, still did everything for God. She offered her suffering for, uh, for those who were sinners and those who were sick and those who were suffering worse than her. And she really just did everything uh, for God. I mean, now she was born in uh, in the 1970s. She, she was passed... born eight years before I was. Okay. Father. She's eight years yeah. older than me, blessed Kiara hey. Madonna. And she yeah. also failed math, just so you know. So it's possible to fail math and succeed at sanctity. And that's, this is very true. You know, And you can also fail math and still be one of the greatest mathematicians ever, like Einstein. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but you know, here uh, you could, um, yeah. She she just she passed in 1990 at the age of 18. Uh, you know, so she's just this wonderful person that we should all uh, come to know and and have uh, a devotion to and see how young people today, people today, not people 600 years ago, are living a life of holiness. And witnessing, even offering their sufferings uh, in this beautiful way uh, as a, a testimony to the power of God in their life. It, there's so much about her story, and, you know, Carlo Acutis comes to mind as well, of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- there's, you know, maybe a tendency to put somebody on a holy car, a card and, you know, having like a serene and pious pose. And, uh, you know, if you look at pictures of Chiara Badano, I mean, it's on, like, 90s quality film, right? We all know, those of us who, like, lived in the 90s, what, like, that the film looked like. It had, like, this certain sort of, like, weird graininess to it of her dying of bone cancer on her bed making, like, you know, antler faces at the camera. Um, And if you zoom in on the bedpost, you see, like, a sticker of Snoopy, you know, on, like, her bedpost because she was, like, an actual teenager in the 80s and 90s, right? And that was, like, a thing. Uh, And these are... 
These are people who were, you know, in the world, not of it. They were not like blind and ignorant. They weren't living off in some bubble, and that's the real reason they were holy is because they had no idea what was going on in the rest of the world. Now they knew, right? They knew. They were engaged in it. Uh, they were trying to figure out how to bring the the life of the church into it. Um, but they were not. They were not swayed by it, right? They were not like. Well, no, this this world exactly. is is where I've that's they, where I've got to put all my my eggs in the worldly basket. No, they knew what the important thing was. They lived for Jesus Christ, and you know whether you're talking about Chiara Badano, who is an athlete, she loved hiking. She's patron saint of athletes, uh, you know, in in many ways. Uh, she's especially contemporary young athletes, female athletes. I mean, here's someone for female sports that they should, every single Catholic school in every girl's locker room should have a picture of Chiara Badano, uh, and they should say a prayer, you know, for her intercession in their games or whatever it is. I mean, she is that perfect example of young, female, attractive athlete who just lived her life for Jesus Christ and saw that even when she was engaged in sports, or, uh, or dealing with her suffering from cancer, it was always focused on Jesus Christ. I mean, Blessed Carlo Acutis, as you also mentioned, the patron saint of Nintendo, I mean, he's kind of uh, the guy for all that kind of stuff. And, and for, for guys and gals who are into computer programming and, and, and gaming and stuff like this, he is like the go-to example yeah and, and carlo is so, so young and so recent by the way that he was he wasn't even a nintendo guy he was like a playstation guy and yeah, you know so true. i mean this is <laughs> that's uh making me feel old talking about carlo i wish we had more time father but i mean this is these are just so, such great reminders as we think about all the saints on a day like today to remember that there are possibilities out there that there is somebody listening right now who could end up on the church calendar but either way we all got to be saints. So thanks so much, Father. Have a great day. Absolutely. God bless everybody. All right. We're back right after this. It's 17 minutes past the hour. Support is for MediShare. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting the Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on the Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com. 
Hi, friends. Janet Williams here. Join me every Wednesday on Women of Grace Live as I welcome new age researcher and blogger for Women of Grace, Sue Brinkman. Sue and I will be talking about all the wacky things that could distract you from your faith. Psychics, yoga, Reiki, crystals, acupuncture, Ouija boards, tarot cards, and astral traveling are just a few of the stranger things we discuss. That's why we call it Wacky Wednesday. So join us at 11 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. 19 past. Here's Anna with headlines. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is now the new U.S. ambassador to Israel after being confirmed by the Senate yesterday. The local parish in Gaza has been housing hundreds of people for three weeks now since the Hamas attack on Israel. And it's a new month and a new prayer intention for the Holy Father himself. All right. Well, we'll pray for you, Holy Father. I, mean, I, I do pray that anyway. For him every day. Absolutely. I do that anyway. So, uh, in addition to it being the feast of all the actual canonized saints of the church and those who are in heaven but whose names we don't know, it's also the birthday of the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. So, uh, happy birthday. Uh, because it was Nolans. on November 1st of 1966, All Saints Day, when the NFL awarded New Orleans the franchise. Which is why they are named, of course, the Saints. It's awesome. So, I mean, even if you're frustrated at the line or whatever, it's it's still it's hard to root against the Saints, and easy to root against, say, for instance, Ken Craycraft's Blue Devils. I know, right? You know, so when those kinds of things sort of line up, I mean, not that the New Orleans Saints are ever going to play the Duke Blue Devils in anything, but it's easy to cheer for the Saints. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that the players themselves and the coaching staff and the history is all saintly. But certainly. you may recall Danny Abramowitz. Actually, you'll life, hear about time, that tomorrow in the yeah. next segment with Carlo. But sorry, yeah. go ahead, Danny Abramowitz. Say, but Danny Abramowitz, uh, who's been involved in the life of EWTN for a very long time, of course, played for the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, Saint in the making right there. There you go. So. Happy All Saints Day. To all of you. 21 past. Why do so many businesses choose to underwrite Sacred Heart Radio? It's because our radio signals reach over 600,000 Catholics locally who've told us they want to use the businesses they hear on Sacred Heart Radio. Listeners that are also in the perfect target consumer group, according to our latest survey. And this is the ideal time to get your business in front of our listeners with our special Christmas underwriting packages. To find out more, email me, Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com. That's Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Fred Espenchide Plumbing. For plumbing and remodeling, Fred brings 55 years of experience to his work. Licensed in Ohio and Kentucky. Fred Espenchide, your pro-life plumber. 859-441-0950. 859-441-0950. For Catholics, being united with God for eternity is the goal of earthly life. A Catholic cemetery is sacred because it holds our bodies, once temples of the Holy Spirit, until the Lord comes again. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati has consecrated Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery to provide this ministry and remind us that life is not ended, but changed. Today, you can ensure that you and your loved ones are interred in accordance with your faith. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org. Support comes from On a Mission to Love. For books, handcrafted gifts for baptism, communion, confirmation, wedding, birthdays, and more, all deeply based in the rosary and devotion to our Holy Mother. Onamissiontolove.com. That's onamissiontolove.com. 
Looking for a special gift for a loved one this holiday season? Consider an offering of rest, prayer, and a time for reflection. Give the gift of a weekend retreat at the Jesuit Spiritual Center, a time to get away from the busyness of life and embrace God's love and mercy. Call now at 513-248-3500 for more information. That's 513-248-3500. It's 23 minutes past the hour. You're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Happy to have you along with us on this All Saints Day. Our resident Nolan Saints fan is with us now. Carlo Broussard joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show. He's an apologist with Catholic Answers. You can listen to his Sunday Word podcast at mrsundaypodcast.com. Invite him to speak at your parish through catholicanswersspeakers.com. And we've been going through his book from Catholic Answers Press, The New Relativism. Carlo, good morning. Good morning, Anna. It's good to have you. So continuing in your book, we're on to a new chapter and therefore a new woke moralist commandment. Thou shalt not be a judgmental, hateful bigot. Yeah. Okay. So this seems kind of reasonable, actually, Carlo, because I don't want to be a judgmental, hateful bigot so there must be something in the definition here but before you point out any flaws in their definition uh just lay out what they're thinking here yeah so basically what's happening anna is anytime right thinking people and especially us as christians express and voice any form of negative evaluation of the lifestyle choices associated particularly with the LGBTQ plus community were labeled with these charges of being judgmental, hateful, and bigot. Now, if you think about that, you're thinking, wow, all we're doing is expressing our view that these lifestyle choices are contrary to our human good and immoral. And that's simply what we're doing. And for that, we're charged with these labels with being judgmental, hateful, and bigot. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I give some cultural examples where we find this, Uh, you know, President Biden slapped the label hateful on the Florida bill that was excluding sex education and LGBTQ plus issues, education for K through third graders, right? K through Uh, third. And that was, yeah. How hateful of them. Right. And that wasn't even an expression of a negative moral evaluation of the lifestyle choices. That Mm -hmm. was just saying, hey, we're not going to teach the kids this stuff at this age. Mm -hmm. You also have bigotry charges. I had a friend of mine, a priest friend of mine who criticized the New Orleans Saints, speaking of the Saints, whenever they lit up the Superdome with LGBTQ plus pride colors. Mm. And he expressed criticism of that and received the charge of bigotry. And I note that in the book. I'm also thinking of Don Lemon or Lemon, however you wish to pronounce it. Whenever the church came out, Anna, and said, hey, look, we're not going to bless same-sex unions, um, he went on The View. And on The View, he expressed, hey, guys, you know, you just need to break bread with people and get to know people, right? Now, why would he say that about Christians? The implication and the assumption is that he thinks 
he says you need to get to know people so that we can understand with how they feel and how they think. So the implication is that he's working on the assumption that Christians oppose his sort of lifestyle choice because we think he's ill-motivated, like he's just some mm. lust addict trying to satisfy his sexual cravings. Mm. And so the implication is, hey, if we get to know him and we think he's a good, nice guy, then we'll think his behavior okay. is okay. Yeah. Right. And so notice how he thinks Christians are being judgmental and not caring about what people think and feel and we're judging their motivations for the behavior. And so... The bottom line, Anna, is that this woke moralist, this, con this contemporary woke moralist, is saying we are bad people simply for offering negative moral evaluations of these sort of lifestyle choices. That's not even to mention all of the transgender stuff that's going Correct. on as well, which um, you mentioned in the book, uh, J.K. Rowling, who has been labeled, what do they call them, TERFs? Is that right? T-E-R-F? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember right. what it means, but um, and and Dave Chappelle in here as well. But let's uh, let's start digging into this a little bit more. So expose the relativism that that yeah. is uh, inherent in this kind of belief that right. uh, that a Christian who believes that this is morally wrong um, would be a bigot. Yeah, and so as I point out in the book, notice how criticism of behavior is entirely off the table here. Mm -hmm. Behaviors are not subject to being criticized to be wrong. Now, if you think about that, Anna, that in and of itself is the essence of moral relativism. Mm -hmm. in, within the mental framework of moral relativism, no human behaviors can be objectively good or bad. No human behavior is subject to moral evaluation, especially in the negative light. And that's exactly what's going on here in this modern absolute. In particular, these lifestyle choices associated with the LGBTQ plus community are off the table when it comes to evaluating them in a negative light and saying, hey, no, this stuff is contrary to our human good. And so you see how it smacks of moral relativism, not allowing human behavior to be subject to criticism. And so that's one way in which it's an expression of moral relativism today. And it's hidden behind the absolute verbiage of thou shalt not, which makes it a new relativism because it's hidden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be an important one to be able to learn how to counter their uh, accusations in a way that does not heighten the emotions in the conversation, right. but, but help you to remain calm and cool and try to lower the temperature a little bit if you find yourself in one of these situations. But we'll leave it there for now. The book is called The New Relativism. It's from Catholic Answers Press, and you can find it linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Click that subscribe button so you can uh, get it in your inbox as we go on the air. Carlo, it was good to talk to you. Thank you so much. And a great talking to you. Happy feast day. Thank you. You too. Half past the hour now on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's time for news. Israel says its fighter jets have killed a Hamas commander in a Gaza refugee camp. The Israeli military says yesterday's strike killed Ibrahim Biari, a commander with the, with the group that it claims was pivotal in the planning and execution 
of the October 7th Hamas attack in southern Israel. A military spokesperson said dozens of Hamas combatants were in the same underground tunnel as Biari and were also killed in this attack. A Hamas spokesperson denies that any senior commander was in the camp and called Israel's claim a pretext for killing civilians. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is the new U.S. ambassador to Israel. The Senate confirmed Lew in a 53-43 to 43 vote to d- yesterday, rather, with support from just two Republicans, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. The local parish in Gaza has been housing hundreds of people now for three weeks since the Hamas attack on Israel on October 7th. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins has more. Over 700 people have taken refuge in the Holy Family Catholic Parish in northern Gaza after the Israel-Hamas war broke out on October 7th. They have banded together as a Christian community with mass celebrated twice daily and countless rosaries prayed for peace and protection. Yet they are also enduring hardship as water and food supplies run low and the practical difficulties of living and sleeping in a church for over three weeks wear on their morale. One young man among the group, Suhail Abu Dawood, has become a voice of insight and hope for the outside world as he continues to send brief letters that reveal his desire to cling to Christ amid uncertainty and trials. In his most recent letter penned on Monday, Mr. Abu Dawood admitted that he had endured another tough and hard day of the war here in Gaza. At the same time, he took the chance to offer what he called simple spiritual thoughts that avoid the politics of war. I strongly believe that this war is a message for all humanity, he said, but I also think there is a message from God for our Christian community in Gaza. Perhaps all of us after the war, he said, are called to love more and help each other more, like a single family, exactly how Jesus helped and served others. We too, he added, have to sacrifice like Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Attitudes and behaviors will need to change after such a difficult time, added Mr. Abu Dawood. We will help each other with a big and unique heart, serving the people as Jesus healed people. The young Catholic concluded his letter by recalling a lesson he has already learned after an Israeli airstrike destroyed his earthly residence in Gaza on Wednesday, October 25th. I consider Jesus as my true home, he said. Jesus is my home of peace and love in this savage world. And with an eye to the future, Mr. Abu Dawood recalled a quote from Thomas More, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. I'm Devin Watkins. Pope Francis is celebrating the solemnity of all saints today with a special Angelus address and is leading the Marian prayer with the faithful in St. Peter's Square, as is the papal custom on major solemnities. Because this is happening on a Wednesday, the Pope will not be holding his weekly general audience today. It's a new month and a new prayer intention for Pope Francis himself. The video in the video to accompany this intention, he said, the fact that someone is Pope doesn't mean they lose their humanity. On the contrary, my humanity grows each day with God's holy and faithful people. He asked the faithful to pray the Lord to the Lord that he will bless me, saying, your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church listening to the Holy Spirit. New details are emerging about the mass shooter in Maine who killed 18 people before taking his own life. Mark Mayfield reports. Robert Card was an Army reservist and he was sent for evaluation in July after he was seen behaving erratically. That's when the Army said Card shouldn't have a weapon, handle ammunition, or participate in live fire activity. 
Two months later, a deputy went to check on Card twice after a soldier expressed concerns he may snap and commit a mass shooting. That came less than six weeks before the shootings last week in Lewiston, which marked the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. this year. I'm Mark Neefield. According to the Centers for Disease Control, the U.S. birth rate from 2007 to 2022 fell by 22 percent. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 past the hour. The holiday season can be a dark time for all who are grieving. St. Francis Xavier Church in downtown Cincinnati hosts Service of the Longest Night, Saturday, November 11th at 10 a.m. For information, visit sacredheartradio.com slash events. This is Chris Knockelman, owner of Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Our family has been a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio for more than a decade, and we encourage other businesses to do the same. Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com. For more than 150 years, the Comboni missionaries have traveled to nearly every corner of the world. Founded by St. Daniel Comboni, we are an international Catholic organization dedicated to ministering the world's poorest and most abandoned people. Your donations make a huge impact, and 95% are used to fund our many projects. Find out more at ComboniMissionaries.org. That is ComboniMissionaries.org. It's 24 minutes before the hour on the Solemnity of All Saints, Wednesday, November the 1st. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Kicking off November with some rather chilly conditions. Right now, it's kind of cold with temperatures in the upper 30s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, partly cloudy today with a high of 45 degrees. Clear skies tonight and an overnight low of 29. Mostly sunny with a little bit of a warm-up tomorrow for All Souls Day and a high of 52 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, a few clouds today with a high around 43. Mostly clear tonight with an overnight low of 26. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow and a little warmer with a high of 50 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio, 7.40 a.m., 9.10 a.m. Subscribe to the show notes at sacredheartradio.com. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, and we hope you're having a great Feast of All Saints. Hope you've got a plan to get to Mass today. It is a holy day of obligation. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Father Augustine Weta, who's got a book called Pray, Think, Act. It's all about making better decisions with the help of the Desert Fathers. Father Weta, good morning. Good morning, and with with the help of the church, right? It, it's a, my mama, or my parish priest always used to say, you've got to get to Mass on every Sunday and Holy Day of Obligation unless you're sick or traveling by ox cart. Okay. Well, I don't have an ox cart handy, so that's that. You that better one's get out to Mass then. As long as you got Google Maps, you you really ought to get there, right? I, I love how you said my mom. I mean, my parish priest told me this, and you probably <laughs> yeah. heard it from both. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I heard it from my parish priest first, and then my mother repeated it for the rest of my adolescent life. Well, this is what happens when your family goes to church together. So God bless her. Yeah, she she always said, "This is your rent. You can either leave home or you can go to mass on Sunday," and it worked. 
And it worked, and now you're a monk. Well, speaking of monks, uh, there's a story this week of a monk who was going to, quote-unquote, leave tomorrow. I wonder if you could share that story with us. Yeah, well, this is really—I love this one because it's kind of the story of my life. Uh, But the Desert Fathers said that a monk was tempted to leave his monastery. So every day he packed up his stuff and said to himself, I will leave tomorrow. He did this for nine years, after which God removed the temptation. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Desert Fathers are so human. You know, they're very simple in their spirituality, but it really hits home because, you know, it's the fact is, if well, I think it was Trace of Lisieux who said something like, if I were to think about the rest of my life, I would go mad. <laughs> so he just tried to focus on the present moment and serving Jesus in the here and the now. And the truth is, when when you're trying to contemplate at least a real life-changing decision, um, that means that your future is going to be different. And the future is infinitely complex. I I was was talking to someone about this the other day who has kids. And she said, I, "There was one, once I had that kid, the whole world changed. My whole perspective on life was completely different. And there's w- once that happens, your whole life is different, right? So how are you going to predict that? <laughs> right. Well, because infinite people have infinite capacity to act on their infinitely free will, it seems. <laughs> you know, we've been right. talking, and, uh, Anna Mitchell had this uh, report, and, uh, you, you know, there's all these factors uh, that one can weigh into why people aren't having children anymore. Uh, in my yeah. area in D.C., people don't have children. They have houses and five dogs, right? They, there's, there's like That's all right. these different things that people have instead and, and all the ways that people kind of engage in this. And I've heard different formulations of why people would choose not to. Everything from, well, we can't afford it. Well, just so you know, nobody I know who's ever had children can afford children. You just, there's no way right. to calculate what a child would call. You, <laughs> you have no idea. No idea. Uh, and then people say, "Well, I'm not just emotion. I'm just not emotionally ready to have children." I got news for everybody: no one will ever be emotionally ready to have children. And you teach high school, so you know that no one is emotionally ready for a teenager. I don't care if they've got seven oh, of them, right? Yeah, so, well, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't like predict how all these things are going to play out, and you can't control them either. No, and uh, there's a famous study that this uh, psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania did. Back in 2005, his name is Philip Tetlock, and he surveyed like 300 of these experts, these sort of talking heads from television, on like what was going to happen within the next 10 years. As a real simple survey, it seems like, will this happen or not? Or will it stay the same, right? And in his, in his study, he um, – well, actually, I'll, just, I'll read you his actual uh, report. He says, The results were devastating. The experts performed worse than they would have if they had simply assigned equal probabilities to each of the three potential outcomes. In other words, people who spend their time and earn their living studying a particular topic produce poorer predictions than dart-throwing monkeys (laughs) who would have distributed their choices evenly over the options. Even in the region they knew best, 
experts are not significantly better than non-specialists. And if I just think of the last five years, things have happened that no one could have predicted, and well, ten years maybe. <laughs> but um, and so, if you're going to make a decision, just just stick with the present moment. How are you right now? And and don't worry about the future too much because there's just no telling how it's going to turn out. Uh, well, I mean, and, and, I mean yeah. the the one thing you can do is act virtuously, right? You know, whatever the case well, is. Well, right. I mean, that's but beyond. You know, you you hate to plan too far ahead because that can paralyze you in the moment. But you know, I'll give right. you a little piece of behind the scenes. So, uh, on the journey home, <laughs> the television show that I produce. Uh, you know, you've got for years Marcus Grodi was the host, and the past couple of years John Mark Grodi's been the host, and there's like this sort of, you know, fake overlook of Rome and the Tiber River, and there's these bookshelves in there, and those bookshelves, I know people probably assume they are full of like really profound theological works. They're actually just things that have kind of aesthetically cool-looking spines, and if you zoom in, you'll notice that they're not always that profound. But on the bottom shelf, there's one I like to pull out uh, sometimes. It was a book written in 1981. Uh, and uh, it was by, uh, let's see, David Walachinsky, Amy Wallace, Irving Wallace. Uh, they had this book. It's called The Book of Predictions. And sometimes I'll bring yeah. it up to show people because it was like one of those things where they took all these different areas of life and they predicted what what the world was going to be like in terms of morality and technology and all these other things by X number of years <laughs> out in the future. And it's all – we bring it out and make fun of it because it's all catastrophically, like insanely off. Uh, like because... People will be taking balloons to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> Jetpacks by 1987, you know, like all this stuff that's yeah. not true. Um, right. Well, we when I was predict. in high school, we used to predict that Japan was going to take over the world. And, and, and just recently they quit predicting the overpopulation because now there's this what they call, uh, was it a population famine or something? That like all over Europe and North America and the West, the population is just plummeting, and they're worried now that there could be enough people. Actually, in China and India as well. So I mean, no one knows. You, you just when it comes to catastrophic predictions, I leave those to the experts, and then I ignore the experts. <laughs> well, but if that's the case, then why should we let any of that affect like the right thing that's in front of me that I got to do today? Well, yeah. Well, you're right, though. It, it does affect that. And the well, I, I have a friend from Nigeria. He used to, he likes to say, in these uncertain times, it's important to say to remind ourselves how stupid it is to refer to these uncertain times. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I mean, every time is uncertain. Every future is infinitely possible. So you have to make the best decisions with what you've got recognizing that when the future becomes the present, it's probably going to be completely different. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, Father Augustine Weta, we thank you for your wisdom, which you, of course, borrow from everyone, yeah, from your, your mother to your parish priest <laughs> to uh, your Nigerian friend, as well as the Desert Fathers. I encourage people to check out your book, uh, Pray, Think, Act. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Can't wait. All right. We're back right after this. It's 14 till.
Support is for MediShare. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. We know a lot of you love anything pumpkin-flavored, and others, well, not so much. But the Mystic Monks of Wyoming are taking care of both of you with their coffee. That's right. Their seasonal favorite pumpkin spice blend is available, along with other normal flavors. And when you purchase them after clicking the Mystic Monk link at sunrisemorningshow.com, you earn us a commission. While you're at our site, pick up a Sunrise Morning Show mug in our online store. Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. I pray that EWTN News in Depth will help the everyday life of everyday Catholics by bringing them the news that matters to them and helping them to have the information at their fingertips for whatever it is that they need to be able to engage with the world confidently with their faith. EWTN News in Depth with Monse Alvarado, Friday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN Television and Radio. We're joining us here on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're joined now by Emily Malloy. She is author of Theology of the Home for Arranging the Seasons. Emily, welcome to the show. It is such a joy to be here with you this morning. It is a joy to have you. First off, just give us an overview of this book. Absolutely. So as you had said, I wrote Theology of Home for Arranging the Seasons. And really, in the book, it's a journey through the garden in the course of a year. And although I write in some practical tips on arranging flowers, the heart of the book is really about the immaterial and how we can look to the garden and acknowledge our beginning in the garden, right? We are made to reside with the Lord in the garden. And so because of this, we are built with this intrinsic need for beauty. So it's, it's a journey through the year. Um, calling to mind the seasons and with that at the heart. An intrinsic need for beauty, uh, an intrinsic need for natural beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about All Souls Day today. Of course, this is a day that many plan to visit a cemetery, visit the graves of, of their loved ones who have gone before us. What are your memories of doing this, Emily? Well, you know, All Souls Day is such a sacred time and All Saints Day, but in a particular way, there is something so much more tangible, I think, for us for All Souls Day. And we call to mind at this time just that rich influence that has been made possible to us because of our beloved dead. Um, And as a house is home only because of the people in it, um, you know, then the graves become an extension of our home. 
in this way. And we extend those acts of love out to the graves as an extension of our own homes. And in my childhood, it, my mother would decorate the graves of um, our, our loved ones. And it was extremely impressionable and informative um, to just how I looked at the whole concept of, of our dead and how it is an extension of ourselves in those cemeteries. Just um, that's our home as well. Yeah, that's so beautifully put. Now, we as Catholics, I hope, understand the importance of praying for the souls of the faithful departed. But, you know, we can do that from anywhere, Emily. So do you think that doing it at graves, though, at their grave site holds a a special meaning? Maybe not for our loved ones necessarily, but, but for us who are visiting the grave and praying there. Absolutely. I think it serves as a memento mori in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But also in that same way of this resting place, right, Um, of this, it's really an act of faith if you think about it, right? Because, you know, we look to the the end and, you know, in God's mercy about this, you know, this reunification. So I think that tangible reality that we see in nature and all that we do is super important and, and affects how we live out our daily lives. So I if you, I know sometimes we move away from our loved ones um, and where their final resting place, but I would argue that it's worth the effort to at least make a pilgrimage to go be um, at the graveside of your loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely a pilgrimage when you're going to holy ground, such as a cemetery. Uh, why do you think it's fitting that we bring flowers to graves? Well, in that same way that. Um, it's an extension of our homes, an extension of ourselves, and, and this intrinsic need that we have for beauty, but also that flowers in themselves are just the simplest way of communicating love, of um, taking part in, in God's natural beauty and his creation and kind of, you know, all the flowers that are a gift to us, you know, as we work with them, it becomes sort of a gift back to the Father. And I think it is just a beautiful outward expression of something that we feel internally. Now, you've had some beautiful reflections here, Emily, but the real reason why I brought you on the Sunrise Morning Show today is for a little verbal tutorial of how to put together a bouquet. Because, I mean, you could always go to the grocery store, the florist, and and buy one that's been already made up. But there's something to making it yourself, don't you think? Absolutely. And because it's an act of love and there's something so beautiful, we're created in the image and likeness of God who is the creator, right? So there is just um, a personal joy we can receive in creating. But also, as I had mentioned, it's just that that outward um, display of love. Um, But as you had mentioned, making a a bouquet is super simple. Um, I mention it in my book, but I will kind of give a simple rundown here. And so the phrase I typically use when I talk about this is like a recipe. And if you have that recipe, you can arrange just about anything. And so I always begin with taking greens. And all you can do is go outside your back door and there is just a plethora of greens that you can take from evergreen or boxwood, um, magnolia leaves, the possibilities are endless. So you take a few branches of that and you kind of arrange them to, to create a shape, and that is really going to inform where you're going to place your other flowers. So to keep it super simple, then I would say, then you go next to your filler flowers, which tend to be like branching or stems, if you could think of asters or spray roses, 
that have multiple little flowers on, on a branchy stem. And you kind of place that into out. And then um, finally, at the very end, you fill out those big gaps with sort of your large-headed blooms or your focal flowers. And if you think this time of year, chrysanthemums, uh, hydrangea, you can even do roses, depending on what's blooming in your garden. And then, you know, to kind of tie it off, um, you can use a rubber band or kitchen twine, anything like that. And if you feel so inclined to just kind of give it um, more of that really um, beautiful look, you can either get wrapping paper or craft paper and wrap the bouquet in that. And it just ends up being a really sweet little display of love. Nice. And uh, if you pick up Theology of the Home for Arranging the Seasons, there is a picture tutorial in there that is just beautiful. I also saw there's one on making boutonnieres as well, which I thought was very helpful. Um, You mentioned a few. What are some good fall flowers to use to take to graves on All Souls Day? Absolutely. There are, it's, you know, the garden is getting ready to go to sleep, right? Um, Depending on where you live toward the end, you know, in in November, I am in the deep south. So sometimes um, camellias are starting to wake up a little bit now, but uh, lots of mums, lots of asters, there's goldenrod. You can even use herbs. I love using herbs. Mm, Um, You think of rosemary stems and they're beautifully fragrant. Um, Flower um, roses are kind of giving their one last little display before um, receding into sleep right now. And hydrangeas, some of them are still showing their color and some are starting to uh, dry and fade into the beautiful dried colors. Um, so there's still so much to be had. And it sounds like all you need in terms of tools to do this would be like some clippers or strong Absolutely. scissors <laughs> and like a yeah. rubber band or some twine. Absolutely. It is so easy whereas other art forms can be you know fairly cost prohibitive um and getting all the tools you can use scissors you can use kitchen um or kitchen shears or or uh, clippers as you mentioned nice well go pick up a copy of theology of the home for arranging the seasons you can find it linked at sunrise morning show.com in our show notes for today be sure to subscribe you can get it in your inbox in the morning as we go on the air we've been talking to emily malloy who is the author of this fourth edition of the theology of the home series from tan books emily it was such a blessing to talk to you today thank you so much thank you so much have a great day you do the same thank you all right that'll do it for this national edition of the sunrise morning show don't forget to go to mass folks holy day of obligation happy all saints day we'll talk to you again tomorrow on all souls day may god bless you and keep you and grant you his peace sacred heart radio is your local catholic station and your source for news from the catholic perspective sacredheartradio.com is where you can find and share information on issues facing ohio in november that are so important to the pro-life community and that's not to mention our commitment to prayer at sacredheartradio.com you'll find resources and events to help you pray for a culture of life so please visit sacredheartradio.com your local source for pro-life information and prayer are you looking for peace longing for joy Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB.
Water damage in your home or business? Plumbing and flooding problems not repaired and restored can quickly get worse over time. Rainbow International of Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can help. Rainbow International, 513-271-1000. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from J.C. Health Insurance agent George Justin. If you're turning 65, retiring, or simply have Medicare questions, George has answers. George is your pro-family, pro-life guide to Medicare, helping to simplify your transition by guiding you through the options to find a plan that meets your unique needs, all at no cost to you. Find out more from George Johnston at J.C. Health Insurance, 859-414-6591. That's 859-414-6591. You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway in Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com. Central Fabricators, proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, custom builds and repairs corrosion-resistant storage tanks, reactors, and pressure vessels. These are used to manufacture liquids used in everyday products like health and beauty aids, pharmaceuticals, and food. Central Fabricators uses the latest in technology and modern equipment to deliver quality products, and big orders are not a problem. Central Fabricators, ASME certified, and on the web at centralfabricators.com. That's centralfabricators.com. Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. With 30 years of trusted, quality service and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymaid.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust. This is Father John Paul Walker, pastor of St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Continue on this Wednesday, the, no- uh, the 1st of November, November the 1st, All Saints Day, by praying together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are holy, O Lord, make us holy. You have given us the gift of your love and your truth in Jesus Christ. Show us in him the way to holiness. You have given us shelter in your house. Teach us to dwell with one another in mutual love and peace. You have fed us with the finest wheat and given us the cup of life to drink. Transform us into the one holy body of Jesus Christ through our participation in the Eucharist. O God, you have given us your only Son as the source and measure of all holiness. Through the intercession and example of all the saints whose memory we honor today, teach us to live as the holy people whom you have called into being with him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. All you holy men and women, pray for us. And some of you have gotten to Mass already this morning. Some of you on your way to Mass. Some of you will hit up a Mass at lunch, maybe later this evening. But it is a holy day of obligation. want to make sure that everybody gets that seen about and on the calendar. And what a cool day to go to Mass, uh, to really be reminded of the great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us and is cheering us on from the stands as we're making our earthly pilgrimage as it were. 
I'm Matt Swain. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman has sports. Laura Streetman will have a pro-life news update. Election Day coming very, very soon. And she'll have uh, just some reminders in regard to that. Father Robert Nixon along as well. Also Alexi Sargent. So please do stay with us if you can. Right now, it is two minutes past. News of service of uh, Bridgetown Finer Meats and BridgetownFinerMeats.com. Here's Anna Mitchell. Good morning. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is now the U.S. Ambassador to Israel. The Senate confirmed him in a 53 to 43 vote yesterday with support from just two Republicans, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Lew's confirmation comes as the conflict between Israel and Hamas continues and as Congress continues to weigh how to provide funding to support Israel. Israel, meanwhile, is taking responsibility for an airstrike at the Hamas-run Gaza, that the Hamas-run Gaza Interior Ministry claims was on a refugee camp in Gaza. Mark Mayfield reports. The Gaza Interior Ministry said six bombs were dropped on a residential area during the strike that Israeli officials said killed a Hamas leader. The IDF's statement did not acknowledge any civilian casualties that may have been caused by the strike. This comes as fighting between Israel and Hamas stretches past the three-week mark. Over 9,000 people have been killed in total on both sides of the conflict since Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th. On Monday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said a ceasefire with Hamas is a surrender for Israel. I'm Mark Mayfield. Pope Francis is celebrating the Solemnity of All Saints today with a special Angelus address in St. Peter's Square as he led the Marian prayer with the faithful there. It's a papal custom on major solemnities, but because it's happening on a Wednesday, the Pope is not holding his weekly general audience today. It's a new month and a new prayer intention for the Holy Father. He's asking us to pray for him in the video to accompany his intention. He said, quote, the fact that someone is Pope doesn't mean they lose their humanity. On the contrary, my humanity grows each day with God's holy and faithful people. And he asked the faithful to pray to the Lord that he will bless me. He said, your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church listening to the Holy Spirit, end quote. The Holy See's representative to the United Nations has denounced racial discrimination as well as the rise in religious intolerance and persecution. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports. In his statement, Archbishop Katra recalled that the wrongful belief that one person is superior to another constitutes an affront to the inherent dignity of each human being. He said that the reprehensible acts of racism and discrimination against migrants, refugees and asylum seekers are a clear manifestation of this racist mentality which must be addressed decisively. The Vatican Observer highlighted that migrants must not be considered as a political problem to be easily disposed of, but rather as human beings who share the same intrinsic dignity and value as every person. Archbishop Katcha also expressed the Holy See's deep concern for the rising cases of religious intolerance, discrimination and persecution. Considering the many places where religious freedom is severely restricted, he recalled that governments have a duty to protect this right of their citizens as it is one of the absolute minimum requirements necessary to live in dignity. Archbishop Katcha further warned against the fear of otherness that can lead to a quest for one-dimensional uniformity that seeks to eliminate all differences and traditions under the guise of a superficial quest for unity. 
The antidote to this false universalism, he said, is to be found in a culture of dialogue that recognizes the rich gifts and uniqueness of each person and each people. The equal dignity of all human beings enshrined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights demands that we never turn a blind eye to racism or exclusion, but that we approach every person with openness, solidarity and love. I am Lisa Zingarini. And the number of deaths and people missing in Mexico after Hurricane Otis is now almost 100. The storm slammed into Acapulco last week as a Category 5 storm. The governor of Guerrero State said yesterday at least 45 people were killed and 47 remain missing. The death toll includes three people from the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. The National Hurricane Center said Hurricane Otis intensified at the second fastest rate in modern times with winds increasing by 115 miles per hour in a single day before it made landfall yikes 807 now on the sunrise morning show and sports on sacred heart radio is brought to you by dr robert berger and beacon orthopedics and sports medicine online at beaconortho.com here's paul ackman well like you guys said uh, the world series game uh four was pretty much over before it began it uh final score 11 to 7 looks a lot closer Although they than made a game of it they yeah. made a game of it texas rangers uh, held off the arizona diamondbacks i should say after uh putting up a uh five two five spot uh innings within the first three innings so Corey seager hit a two-run uh home run that highlighted a five-run second while a three-run blast from marcus marcus simeon uh, an inning later helped the the Rangers advance to a 10-0 series lead. Former Red Travis Jankowski stepping in. He had two RBIs uh, in place of injured Adolis Garcia. So good to see a former Red out there uh, making making his uh, making his name out there. And it's a tough name to pronounce, Jankowski. Easier easier said than done. How about this? Uh, the trade deadline come and gone. Bengals did nothing. That's okay, uh, Cincinnati. Gearing up for uh, Sunday night football against the Buffalo Bills should be a uh, rowdy crowd. Did you see, Anna Mitchell, that the um, Paycor Stadium, they have a seating map. So if you are sitting in a certain section, you are either to wear orange or to wear black. Oh. So it's going to be real striped. If, if, uh, nice. I, I'm, I assuming, I'm assuming fans are going to pull this off. It's going to look good. You it's going to so? look good. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, well, it's going to be a packed house. I don't expect there to be a whole lot of blue there and There isn't red. a whole lot of obedience that happens in the world today. Certainly no religious obedience. But uh, Foot- when a football Foot- team tells you that if you're sitting in this seat, you're wearing this color, oh, do they obey. Absolutely. And uh, the new religion. La- last, uh, last. That said, I'm okay with it. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying. We, the world needs a little bit more obedience. And if this is where we need to start. If this is where we start, okay. Let's, this means. is the there. starting point to encourage folks about today's holy day of obligation, for instance. Just a reminder. Yeah. yeah. Can't remind the crowd hey, enough. If you're going to listen to the Bengals and wear black or orange, depending on where you're sitting. Right. You can go to church today. This, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can go to church the day that you go to the game as well because it's, because it's a night a game. Sunday. It's a night game. And it's a Sunday. Well, especially it's Sunday. Yeah, of course. At least go on Saturday. If Well, 
For Do sure. you like how I turned this around into like a religious? It's what, it's what we do, and it's and by we I what mean do they call it's it? more Jesus you. juking. Is that isn't that what the the little, kids used to call it? A little, Jesus juke. little savior sidestep. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I like I that. A yeah. savior sidestep. There you go. Nice. All right, let's get to uh, traffic. Hopefully you're not uh, sidestepping anybody on the uh, traffic Ooh, yeah. side of things. Traffic service of Rose Autumn or traffic service of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Eaton, Ohio on the web at LarkinCobb.com. You get to say Rose Automotive later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not terrible out there. A few slow spots to report. Southbound 75 through the Lachlan split. Northbound 75 between 74 and Ronald Reagan, both directions of 71. A little slow between 275 and the Norwood Lateral in northern Kentucky going northbound on both interstates. You're tapping the brakes from 275 up to the river. And then the bottom loop of 275 going uh, westbound. You're going to be slowing from Turkey Foot, Foot, Turkey Foot, Turkey Foot through the construction over to Mineola Pike. Now for weather. Well, uh, November is coming in, feeling a little bit like December. But you know what? We persevere, right? Partly cloudy today in Cincinnati with a high of 45 degrees. Clear skies tonight and cold with an overnight low of 29. Mostly sunny and a slight warm-up tomorrow if you're visiting cemeteries for All Souls Day. A high tomorrow of 52 degrees. For the Miami Valley Dayton area, a few clouds today with a high of 43. Mostly clear tonight with an overnight low of 26. Mostly sunny for cemetery visits tomorrow and a high of 50 degrees. Today is Wednesday, November the 1st. We were talking about obligation. It is a holy day of obligation. Happy solemnity of all the saints, known and unknown. Pray for us. Laura Streetman joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show from Cincinnati Bright to Life. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. It's good to have you back. And, uh, I mean, it's All Saints Day today, and we are looking ahead to the November election. We are now in the month of November. That means next Tuesday is Election Day. That's exactly right. Um, Here we are. It's our last time together, Annie, before the most important election of our lifetime. And, I mean, truly it is, and this is not an exaggeration. With the overturn of Roe versus Wade in June of 22, the decision to respect life was given back to the state. And as we know, in April of 2019, Governor DeWine had signed the heartbeat law in Ohio, which is a protection for preborn babies in the womb who have detectable heartbeats. So it became outlawed. Um, but this law was, you know, enjoined and paused by the federal court system because Roe had precedent. And then the law was enacted for two and a half months at the end of Roe, um, and this ended the execution of thousands of babies in Ohio. Of course, evil seems to be a few steps ahead of truth, and the abortion cartel in Ohio sued to have the law paused. So the law was found unconstitutional by an activist judge in Hamilton County in September. So once again, abortion is legal through 22 weeks in Ohio. And as a reminder, tragically, there were 18,488 abortions in 2022, and each one of them was tragic. So abortion is legal through 22 weeks in Ohio. 
right now today. People need to know this fact. Mm -hmm. Miscarriage care and ectopic pregnancy care are legal in Ohio and always have been. Fertility treatment and contraception is legal in Ohio, and it always has been. So any media that says otherwise is spreading a falsehood, all to keep the killing going in Ohio. Yeah, and if listeners are interested in um, expelling that falsehood, um, there is a video that the Archdiocese of Cincinnati put out um, on their Issue 1 page with Donna Murphy from Heaven's Gain Ministries, who was on the Sunrise Morning Show um, just earlier this week, actually, or late last week, and um, talking about miscarriage care in Ohio and the fact that it will not be affected whether or not issue one passes on Tuesday. So encourage people to go over to the Archdiocese of Cincinnati's website, and uh, they've got their issue one page, like, the link to the issue one page right there when you when you go there, catholicaoc.org. And Laura, I, I know you must have just seen this as well. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati putting out uh, a press release that there have been all kinds of parishes all over the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Of course, they've been putting out the yard signs um, that have been vandalized because of this. That's- that's right. That's right. The vandalism, it's even greater than what the Archdiocese, I think, put out, because probably not all the churches call downtown to let them know, but mm-hmm. we know because they call us for replacement signs. Wow. And what do I do? Um, we encourage anyone to obviously call their police so that we can get all of these recorded. The sheriff's department has even called our office several times because our name, paid for by Cincinnati Right to Life, are on these big yard signs. Mm-hmm. And You know, if people are willing to kill, they're going to steal and they're going to destroy property as well. And uh, so it's a battle. But we still have yard signs left. And if anyone has had their stolen or vandalized, you know, we ordered a second batch. Well, really a fourth batch, I should say. I was going to say, how many yard signs have you (laughs) given out, Laura? 45,000. Wow. Enough to fill the Red Stadium. Wow. 45,000. The momentum for the no is huge. Don't believe otherwise. We just need to make sure that our people show up and vote against this heinous crime against humanity in Ohio. Well, remind us, yeah, 45,000 yard signs is an incredible number. And um, wow, you foot the bill for all of that, which I know you you see as important and and worth it. But encourage folks to head over to Cincinnati Right to Life to... uh, help you out on that front. Um, Laura, just remind us, as we are approaching the November election just a few days away, this is going to be on more and more people's minds. I mean, I think the the state issues have have gotten a lot of press, and so a lot of people have probably thought about it earlier than they normally would think about state issues that are on the ballot. But certainly, as we are now within a week of the November election, more and more people are going to be thinking about this, looking at the language of the amendments that are the amendment that is is proposed. So talk about the language of this amendment and how people can talk to others about it if it comes up, which it probably will in many people's conversations this week. Right. So many people say, oh, you know, where does it say that minors can have abortions without parental consent? And where does it say all of these extreme things? Well, they're so crafty that we know that the key words in the language in Issue 1 are every individual and the word burden. 
So every individual legally refers to anyone of any age, any gender. This is held up in the court of law, even at the United States Supreme Court, to mean that. And it refers to anyone. So when that is written in, that means minors also. Every individual means minors. And then the other phrase is burden. And it's such a broad term that it's held up in court and allowed openings for many situations. So anything could be found a burden. So, oh, let's say you don't have enough money for an abortion. Oh, we've got to have Medicaid or whomever tax dollar wise pay for this because it would be considered a burden. So the burden in every individual, that's where the language is hidden to allow the extreme unregulated abortion in Ohio. And um, as heartbreaking as all of this is, you know, we know that abortionists want health and safety standards even removed from their facilities. And we know it's a fact because, again, we talked about this last week. It's happening in Michigan where they're already filing lawsuits to have all of these other regulations removed. So this is real. They don't come right out and say it, but it's hidden language in the amendment. So what are you doing this upcoming week, Laura, to get more information out there? I know you said you had more yard signs, but I'm sure there's much more that that you're doing in this last week. Right. We have been swamped every night with teams of phone callers, phone banking from our offices. People can still join in. Uh, And then this Saturday, we have a super Saturday where we hope to have 100 more people out door knocking and you, what you do is you sign up ahead of time. You can get a hold of us through our website or by calling our office. You get an app downloaded on your phone, and you go out in teams into neighborhoods, and you're only given the addresses of friendly voters that have voted our way in the last three elections. These are door-knocking reminders to get out and vote. This is not the year to stay home. So we have that. But, of course, Annie, the most important thing is prayer. And Friday night, we are all joining together again at 6 p.m. Friday, November 3rd, to pray the steps at Holy Cross Immaculata and beg Our Lady to put her mantle of protection over the state of Ohio and keep this diabolical amendment from destroying our state and destroying lives. Yeah, and um, just for our Dayton listeners as well, I see there's going to be a rally on Sunday at 2 p.m. in the St. Gaspar family of parishes on East Stroop Road in Kettering. Uh, it says in the Mama DeSalvo's back parking lot. So I'm sure if you're in the Dayton area, I have to admit, I don't know where Mama DeSalvo's is, but uh, if you're in the Dayton area, hopefully you can uh, find that out. The St. Gaspar family of parishes in Dayton website, I'm sure, has more information as well uh, for our Dayton audience. And I know Dayton Right to Life as well has been working very, very hard on this. And uh, Laura, so if listeners want to sign up to help you out, uh, remind us where to go. CincinnatiRightToLife.org or please call our offices as well and we'll help you out. We need everybody, their hands on deck uh, through next Tuesday. Well, Laura, we are praying for you as well. I know you are going to be working tirelessly over the next week and really appreciate the fact that you do that. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. It's 21 past traffic and weather coming up next. Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, Merlot, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. When you're looking for an extensive selection of fine handcrafted wines from around the world, it's the BFM Wine Shop on Bridgetown Road. 
BFM Wine stocks over a thousand labels of high-quality wine from boutique wineries and small producers. There's also the Wine of the Month, their e-newsletter, and pairing suggestions with fine food. The BFM Wine Shop, proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, on the web at BridgetownFinderMeats.com. Support for the Sunrise Morning Show is from Visiting Angels. Visiting Angels provides experienced, compassionate care to millions of aging adults nationwide by keeping them safe and healthy in the comfort of their own home. Whether it's a short break for caregivers or for long-term assistance, Visiting Angels provides hygiene, meals, light housework, companionship, and more. And services are available up to 24 hours per day. Visiting Angels, online at visitingangels.com. That's visitingangels.com. Franchise opportunities available. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Twin Dental of Cincinnati. Since 1986, twin brothers, doctors David and Michael Rothen, have been providing superior dental care in a relaxed and comfortable setting for the entire family. The twin dental doctors utilize advanced dentistry techniques from sedation to implants and the latest in cosmetic options to preserve and beautify smiles. Twin Dental, located just off the I-275 exit at Hamilton Avenue. For a complimentary evaluation, 513-825-6111 and online at twindental.com. 23 minutes past the hour now, and this traffic report is a service of Rose Automotive. Pre-owned vehicles on Erie Highway in Hamilton on the web at roseautomotivegroup.com. A couple of lingering slow spots southbound 75 as you are approaching and heading out of the Lachlan split. Both directions of 71, mostly heavy between the Norwood Lateral and 275. Bit heavy on northbound 7175 from Buttermilk Pike up to the river. Northbound 471 still slowing from Alexandria Pike up to the river. Now for weather, partly cloudy today with a high of 45 in Cincinnati. Tonight, clear skies with an overnight low of 29. It'll be mostly sunny with a slight warm-up if you're visiting cemeteries tomorrow on All Souls Day and a high of 52. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, a few clouds today with a high around 43. Mostly clear and cold tonight with an overnight low of 26. Mostly sunny and a little warmer for your cemetery visits in the Dayton area tomorrow with a high of 50 degrees. On this solemnity of all the saints, let's invoke the intercession of all of heaven as we are now less than a week away from the november election and issue one here in ohio please pray along with me in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen ever living god you give life and desire a future for all your children take hold of our nation state and community and awaken in every heart all for the gift of life send your spirit to strengthen us with wisdom and fortitude as we defend mothers and children in Ohio from laws that disregard their health and safety. Mary and Joseph trusted in you and welcomed Jesus into our broken world. Father, we ask their intercession to protect the preborn and their mothers and to guide all parents in raising their children. May they help us build a civilization of love by upholding the sacredness of life, preserving parental rights and accompanying pregnant women in need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the Family, pray for us. St. Joseph, Protector of the Unborn, pray for us. We're back right after this. It's 25 past. Hi, I'm Mara Kegney-Tipton with the Kegney Family and Cowell Banker Real Estate, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. My father, Guy, brother, Patrick, and I are here to help your family find the perfect home. If you have any real estate questions, 513-720-1411. 
Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Central Fabricators. Central Fabricators is currently seeking welders for their ASME code fabrication shop. They're looking for hardworking professionals who enjoy meeting challenges and surpassing customer expectations. Candidates are required to have experience in fit-up and welding. This is long-term employment in a secure, rewarding full-time career with a four-day work week, health care and dental benefits, and paid vacations. More information at centralfabricators.com. That's centralfabricators.com. Proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, Cincinnati Right to Life ensures that God-given rights are guaranteed for all simply by being human, regardless of age or stage, ability or disability. More information at 1-800-712-HELP. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rose Automotive, serving the Hamilton area with a wide selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Rose Automotive, celebrating over 30 years of automotive excellence. On Erie Highway in Hamilton. RoseAutomotiveGroup.com. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swain along with Anna Mitchell on this solemnity of all saints, all of the saints. You know, this counts anybody who's in heaven, the people whose names you know well, the people whose names you know and can't pronounce, <laughs> people you never heard of until someone mentions them to you in passing. You're like, I should look up that, per- that person up. And all the people who've never made it onto the calendar, right? Yep. Because nobody gets to heaven unless they're a saint. And uh, all of you will hear this, all of you who are physically capable of getting to Mass. Uh, but in this first reading, this is not just people from your neighborhood. This is not just people from Rome. This is not just people from, you know, several centuries ago. As it says in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, uh, in the first reading, John has this vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue who stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. Isn't that incredible? And, you know, it just strikes me. Scene. And this this is a refrain that comes up with a lot of the people I work with who come from other Protestant denominations who are trying to figure out, you know, how do we make the gospel more relevant so it can bring in more different kinds of people? And it's a problem that happens because when you try and figure out what will appeal to people, you usually end up thinking, what will appeal to people who are a lot like me, mm-hmm. who like the same kind of music as me, who appreciate the same kind of topics that I like to hear about from the pulpit, uh, right? who uh, dig the same kind of aesthetics as me. And then they get frustrated because everybody that comes to the church is kind of like, they all sort of are the same mm-hmm. race and income level and personality type and all that stuff. Whereas Catholicism, you want to find the most diverse congregation in your neighborhood, you should probably just go to the regular old Catholic parish. Absolutely. Because that's just somebody drew a circle around one piece of your zip code and said, all right, you guys are all going to church together. Well, Not and- all of you do that, but that's kind of how it's supposed to work in a lot of ways, right? Everybody in from any kind of like economic world, racial world, personality type in your neighborhood, that's your parish, right? Yeah. And, and it's this an image is, of the universal church. And it's not a New Testament idea either. Um, one of the things that I have, as as I've grown in my knowledge of Scripture and the Old Testament particularly, is just how many references in the Old Testament you see to the Lord telling the people of God that they are to be a light to the nations, mm-hmm. that his plan from the get-go, was for all nations to come to him, which is so interesting when you look at the Gospels and hear or read what Jesus says to 
Israel, to the people of God in those in that time, that they had this misunderstanding that somehow they were the ones, they were, of course, the chosen race, and it was just for them. And that is not the case. I mean, this was St. Paul's whole ministry, right? was being the apostle to the Gentiles. And going back to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through them, right? Through it them. is through them that we get the Messiah. Exactly. And so. we now have that inheritance as the people of God. We are to be a light to the nations. And yes, we have, I mean, this is why I think, you know, we hear a lot of lamenting of, you know, the programs. Like, if I just put this program in place at my parish, more people will come. And, and that's Really, I mean, yeah, it'll probably bring a few people in that are interested in that kind of thing. But we can't we can't get ourselves locked into that mentality that like I have this great idea and it's like, yeah, well, that's filtered through our own selfish desires. Right. Like this is what works on me. And so, of course, it's going to work on it's everyone work else. On other people. And we've got to we've got to to get ourselves out of that mentality and and follow the spirit. And I don't mean that in the cheesy synodal way that, that we've been hearing it over the past month. Well, it should be at least a little bit of synodal because you exactly. have to listen to people to hear what they're hungry for. Right. But but Anna Mitchell, after, I mean, we've got uh, around 2,000 conversion stories over at chnetwork.org. That's, That's awesome. Coming home network. Over 2,000. Well we're, well, we're pushing 2,000. And you know what usually works best is when the church does what the church is supposed to do, to worship well, to love well to serve well, to uphold the truth, to be a beautiful place that people can go to, to be good, right? To serve people in their need, to listen, to hear, to extend a hand to someone who feels lonely. Like when, if we just do the stuff that's yeah. outlined in the Beatitudes, if we do the stuff that we're supposed to do, we don't have to come up with a program, right? Right. right. People this, will just know this is the place to be. This was something that I thought was so beautifully articulated in uh, the letter that Pope Francis wrote about St. Therese, mm. um, which I think really... The synthesis, the doctor of synthesis, right? The doctor of, the of head synthesis, and the heart. indeed, that um, there was something in it because, I, you know, I've spent all of these years of his pontificate trying to, to figure him out, right? Which I think is a mistake in the first place. I don't know that you can figure I out I haven't figured Francis, anybody out. But the... But I think that what he had to say in that letter about God's mercy and extending that mercy to those who are outside of the church right now, who find themselves outside of the church for whatever reason, um, I think that there's something to it to lead with love and to allow someone to know, like, Yes, okay, there's going to be some reform that needs to happen so that you can find yourself inside the the arms of Holy Mother Church completely, but like the Lord desires for you to be there. And that's got to be our first step with anyone is God loves you and he wants you here with him. Now there are some steps to get there, but the first step is God makes that invitation first. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, what were you about to say? uh, I was just going to say, and, you know, I I know we're running heavy on time, but I'm already working on the uh, Journey Home episode that we're going to be running uh, for the March for Life, uh, a roundtable with a couple of people who were involved in the abortion industry, uh, or, well, one was involved in uh, performing abortions, another had had an abortion, but the doctor in this case said that 
a pure appeal to science wouldn't have worked on him in that moment mm -hmm. uh, when he was doing that stuff because he could like figure out a way to interpret the science differently. Mm -hmm. A pure appeal to, appeal to faith wouldn't have worked on him in that time either because uh, he would have just dismissed it as, you know, you're coming with something that's just your personal belief. What did work on him was a colleague who was a faithful Christian who said, what are you doing? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, why don't we have lunch? Yeah. Why don't we go and talk and and sit together and who spent time with him and who, like, loved him? And, you know, this is such an important thing as we think about what's going on in Ohio you know, we want we, it's so frustrating. We can want to get desperate. We can want to like think about ah, you know. But let's never forget that the, key, the reason that we care about life is because we experience an abundance of it in the in the beauty of our families, right? We mm -hmm. experience it uh, life abundantly in the life of the church in connection to the sacraments, and we're not just against stuff. We are for something. We are for life, uh, yeah. as Laura has said over we're and over again in love. her segments. Yeah. Um, so I'll get off that soapbox now. But, but yeah, I'm just saying, there's I mean, somebody in your world. Who needs to be loved today and who knows who knows what that might do and god wants that person to be in that great cloud of witnesses that we hear about he wants every single one of us to be there that is the real purpose of a of a solemnity like today yes we celebrate those who are in the church triumphant but we're asking them to pray for us to egg us on as as we try to make our journey to be part of that great cloud of witnesses. Hashtag squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. As it were. It's a team effort. Indeed. 35 minutes past the hour. Here's Anna with news. Egypt is opening the Rafah crossing at the Gaza southern border for the first time since the start of the Israeli-Hamas war three weeks ago. Some 400 Foreign and dual citizens, along with dozens of injured Palestinians, are expected to make the crossing today from Gaza into Egypt. The border is opening after weeks of negotiations among the governments of Egypt, Israel, the U.S., and Hamas. Qatar reportedly mediated the agreement. The local parish in Gaza has been housing hundreds of people for three weeks now since the Hamas attack on Israel. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports. Over 700 people have taken refuge in the Holy Family Catholic Parish in northern Gaza after the Israel-Hamas war broke out on October 7th. They have banded together as a Christian community with mass celebrated twice daily and countless rosaries prayed for peace and protection. Yet they are also enduring hardship as water and food supplies run low and the practical difficulties of living and sleeping in a church for over three weeks wear on their morale. One young man among the group, Suhail Abu Dawood, has become a voice of insight and hope for the outside world as he continues to send brief letters that reveal his desire to cling to Christ amid uncertainty and trials. In his most recent letter penned on Monday, Mr. Abu Dawood admitted that he had endured another tough and hard day of the war here in Gaza. At the same time, he took the chance to offer what he called simple spiritual thoughts that avoid the politics of war. I strongly believe that this war is a message for all humanity, he said, but I also think there is a message from God for our Christian community in Gaza. Perhaps all of us after the war, he said, are called to love more and help each other more, like a single family, exactly how Jesus helped and served others. We too, he added, have to sacrifice like Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Attitudes and behaviors will need to change after such a difficult time, added Mr. Abu Dawood. We will help each other with a big and unique heart, serving the people as Jesus healed people. 
The young Catholic concluded his letter by recalling a lesson he has already learned after an Israeli airstrike destroyed his earthly residence in Gaza on Wednesday, October 25th. I consider Jesus as my true home, he said. Jesus is my home of peace and love in this savage world. And with an eye to the future, Mr. Abu Dawood recalled a quote from Thomas More, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. I'm Devin Watkins. And it's a new month and a new prayer intention for the Holy Father. He's asking us to pray for him. In the video to accompany the intention, the Holy Father says, The fact that someone is Pope doesn't mean they lose their humanity. On the contrary, my humanity grows each day with God's holy and faithful people. And he asks the faithful to pray to the Lord that he will bless me. Your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church, listening to the Holy Spirit. 8.38 now on the Sunrise Morning Show. Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Here's Paul Lockman. Thank you very much, Anna Mitchell. Last night, World Series. Uh, well, it went in Texas's favor some more. Uh, Rangers just one win away from claiming their first World Series title in franchise history. Texas held off the Arizona Diamondbacks 11-7 in their Game 4 victory at Chase Field. Corey Seager hit a two-run moonshot, and uh, that was a part of a five-run second inning for Texas. Rangers also uh, had a five-run third inning that made it a 10 to nothing ball game at one point. These two teams will match up again for Game 5 tonight in Phoenix. We want baseball season not to end tonight, right, guys? Come on. Nathan Navaldi goes for the Rangers. Zach Gallen will counter for the Snakes. First college football rankings are out. Ohio State is leading the way. How about this? The Buckeyes are followed by two-time defending college football national champs. The Georgia Bulldogs, then a uh, completely clean and, uh, you know, very um, astute Michigan Wolverine team. And uh, the Florida State Seminoles round out the top four. So uh, there you go. So uh, pick your favorite, whoever it may be. Go Bucks! All right. That's a check-in on sports. Back with more on the Sunrise Morning Show right after this. Subscribe. Yes, by clicking the red subscribe button at sacredheartradio.com, you'll get an email with our show notes with the list of guests you'll hear that day on the Sunrise Morning Show or Driving Home the Faith. You'll also get the links to books, articles, and websites we've discussed and the full podcast with markers to find and hear the interview again. So to know when your favorite guests are on the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith, go to sacredheartradio.com and click subscribe. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery, and he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700, online at beaconortho.com. Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville. On the web at LarkinCobb.com. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Charismatic Community invites all to a First Friday Mass celebrated by Bishop John Ifford, 7 p.m. on November 3rd at St. Joseph Church in Cold Spring, Kentucky. More information at sacredheartradio.com slash event. Joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Father Robert Nixon. He's a Benedictine monk at New Norcia in Australia and translator of the Tan Resurrection series. We are currently going through the Paradise of the Soul, 42 Virtues to Reach Heaven by St. Albert the Great. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Eddie. It's great to be with you. So today we are going to be unpacking St. Albert's Reflections on the virtue of patience, which I have to say is probably the virtue. Well, I don't know. We're going to be going through 42 of these virtues when it's all said and done. (laughs) So maybe I'll find one that I need more. But this is the one that that at least for now I know I need the most. Uh, How does he define patience? Okay. So, you know, patience, uh, actually this was a little bit difficult to translate from the Latin because Mm. the word in Latin is patientia, which Literally, we translate as patience, but its original meaning was being able, being prepared to put up with things. When we use the word patience today, I think we primarily mean it just as a willingness to wait, Mm -hmm. whereas um, its original meaning wasn't simply just a willingness to wait patiently, but a willingness to endure. And it's related to the word passion, which of course means suffering. So patientia, uh, passio, they're related. So this willingness to put up with things is the essence of what Albert is talking about here in patience. And of course, in, in our human life, it's inevitable that we're going to be putting up with one thing or the other. So it behooves us very much to cultivate this virtue. Yes. And so he writes, it is, of course, more difficult to tolerate hardships and injuries when one does not deserve them and is innocent of all fault. Nevertheless, having a clear conscience can sometimes impart a certain sweetness and serenity in enduring adversities and ill treatment. But then he goes on to up the ante as um, we can come to expect from from St. Albert, because it's one thing to suffer unjustly at the hands of an enemy. It's a whole other thing to endure sufferings at the hands of friends. Indeed. And he quite rightly points that out, that if something happens to us um, from an enemy or from someone who we don't know, you know, we can kind of put up with that. But if it's someone who, who's a friend of ours, someone who we love or a family member, and they might do something that, that hurts us in some way, sometimes it's inadvertently. But nevertheless, um, you know, the pain, I think, becomes becomes that little bit sharper because it comes from someone who we love and esteem. But he's urging us to put up with this. And in particular, as he points out, when we we don't actually deserve what we're getting, there's there's a kind of sweetness in having a clear conscience. And I think we should we should cultivate that awareness to think, well, you know, if it's something I don't deserve, I have a good, a clear conscience. And really a clear conscience is one of the keys to having a peaceful heart. And can you talk about his three considerations to cultivate patience? So these are very wise considerations, I think. Now, the first consideration is to recognize that because of our many sins and failings, we rightly deserve the most bitter of punishments. 
and that whatever sufferings we sustain during our mortal life serve to alleviate what is our due. Now, um, this might, he might seem to be putting it in a slightly melodramatic way, but if we think about, you know, all of our failings and various shortcomings and wrongdoings in life, and so many of them, you know, we feel that we've more or less got away with, but in a way, um, whatever adversity we encounter, it's all commensurate with that. And as he says, it takes away from the suffering which is due. So we can view it as a kind of penance, um, even if there's not a direct link between our wrongdoing and what we're putting up with. Now, the second point is to bear in mind the intensity of the sufferings of Christ. He says, to bear in mind how long-lasting and dire were the sufferings borne by Christ, who was completely innocent, and that in comparison, whatever we are called to endure is but light and passing. And I think this is such a wonderful thing to reflect on what Christ endured, not only on the, on the cross, but also throughout his life with the various insults and uh, mm -hmm. ostracism and so forth, which he underwent, the various pains, um, that what we have to put up with in life, although it might be bad at times, you know, it can't compare to what Jesus has undergone for our sake. And the third and very important consideration is to recognize that whatever we suffer through no fault of our own, he shall certainly make generous recompense for. This recompense for suffering shall be the delights, happiness, and joys which wait us in the next world. Thus it is that the Apostle Paul confidently declares, whatever we may suffer in the present life is light and momentary, compared to the sublimity of eternal glory prepared for us. And this is so important, to keep our hearts and our minds fixed on the prize of God's infinite love and peace, which is promised to us. And whatever we suffer in this world, and sometimes it can be very great, but it's passing. It's always something which is in our capacity to bear. God never tests us more than we can, than we're capable of carrying. So, any, I think if we yeah. keep those considerations in mind, we can almost endure anything. Yeah, as long as we are thinking about them in the moment, which is always the uh, the rub there, right? You know, like to to know that, that, it intellectually, but to be able to recall it in those moments of suffering. I was thinking about that part where you were saying we could treat it mm -hmm. like a penance, and I was thinking. Wow, that's a really good idea because oftentimes I just want to do penance on my own yeah. terms. I impose my own penances on myself. And uh, to think of these sufferings, to bear wrongs patiently like that, uh, to to look at it as a penance, I think yeah. is um, very challenging, Father. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is, you know. But any, I think we all cause other people so many hurts in different ways oh, in man, this yeah. life in ways we're probably not even aware of. And so by being ready to um, to endure whatever comes our way, I think it, you know, it, it makes up that God is in control and he knows what we need at any time. Certainly the prize which he promises us for this patience far exceeds anything which we have to endure. Thank you so much, Father Robert Nixon. You can find Paradise of the Soul linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Alexi Sargent joins us next. It's 11 till. Life across America, the people. We need your help. 
Hello, I'm Marianne Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513-407-8878 or rwpsych.org. to welcome to the Sunrise Morning Show, Alexi Sargent. He's got a new children's book from Word on Fire, Saintly Creatures, 14 Tales of Animals and Their Holy Companions. Alexi, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. That I have to ask first, at what point in reading stories about the saints did it occur to you that there needed to be a book like this? I mean, was there like a particular in sto- particular story that inspired you about animals and saints? Many stories kind of stood out to me as really fun or remarkable stories where there was friendship between saints and animals. It actually was sort of providential. Uh, uh, Word on Fire was looking to start this children's book line. I, I wrote to them with this idea, and it turned out they had this idea on their wish list too. So we kind of combined them and created this book, Saintly Creatures, and it was a really fun process to make this children's book. Yeah, I mean, absolutely captivating stories and beautiful illustrations um, to go with them. Can you tell listeners what stories do you cover in this book? Absolutely. So there's there's 14 total. I'll run through a couple of the highlights. We've got well-known, much-beloved stories of saints like St. Francis and the Wolf of Gubbio or St. John Bosco and his faithful guardian dog Grigio. And then there are saint stories you probably haven't heard before, uh, like St. Helenus and the Hyena, or uh, Blessed James Heo in Bake and the Tiger. So we tried to put in a mix of stories of saints from different eras, different places, all throughout church history, and also different animals as well. And that led us to pull some saints that probably you haven't heard of before and to kind of be able to add to your uh, your set of friends in heaven after reading this book. Most definitely. I mean, not that saint stories aren't accessible in the first place. <laughs> they can spark all kinds of, of wonder and awe in, in the mind of a child. But that said, what do you think it is about animals that they would serve as this, this wonderful entry point into the lives of the saints? Yeah, I mean, children love animals. And I think also on a profound level, the friendship between saints and animals illustrates something really important about the way God's holy men and women interact with God's creation. When we see these saint and animal friendships, it makes clear to us that those who are friends with Jesus are also able to love the world itself properly. 
You know, I really love that point because I've been thinking about this, Alexia. I don't know what you think about this, but you think about creation before the fall. I mean, animals yeah. were Adam's companions. And mm-hmm. so when you have these saints who, no doubt, I mean, they were sinners. Let's, <laughs> there's there's no, no doubt about that. But, but they were also the ones among us, are the ones among us, who most readily resemble man in the image and after the likeness of God. So it's really no wonder that animals would be inspired to be in their original state around these saints. I think that's exactly right. Like, we have some wonderful stories here, like uh, St. Germain Cousins and her sheep, or St. Martin de Porres and the mice, where the saints seem to be able to communicate with the animals in a way that uh, ordinary people uh, don't generally. And I think that is very much a reminder of Eden, of kind of the way things were supposed to be between man and God's other creatures. And so these stories of saints give us that kind of profound insight into God's plan for his creation. Yeah, and there are so many stories in this book. I mean, there's a boar and St. Bridget, a wolf with St. Francis of Assisi, the tiger and blessed James, Heo and Bake, as as you were mentioning earlier, the bees and St. Rita, a hyena with St. Macarius, a lion with St. Mary of Egypt, a whale and St. Brendan. I mean, you have these dangerous animals that you would think would be out to harm us, and yet they become the friends of these saints. I'm wondering if you could pick out one of these stories and, and tell us a little bit more about them. Let's do that story we've mentioned a couple times, the tiger and blessed James Heo in Bake. So this is a story that dates from the persecution of Catholic Christians in Korea. And our main character, Blessed James, is a Christian who's already once been uh, tortured by the government. And so at this point... He is hiding from persecution. He is uh, helping to protect two of his fellow Christians, and together they've gone into the mountains, found this cave. Uh, they're you know, praying nervously, hoping they don't hear uh, the sound of you know, soldiers coming, marching through the mountains, and instead they hear the sound of a growl. And when they peek out the cave, they see there's a tiger coming in. They realize they've accidentally tried to hide in the lair of this tiger. And so Blessed James approaches the tiger, makes the sign of the cross and addresses it respectfully, you know, saying, we are, we are passers-by, we are not thieves. If you let us hide a little longer in your cave, we will, we will depart and be grateful to you when the persecution passes. And the tiger seems to understand and seems to accede, right? You know, it, it, rather than devouring them, it withdraws from the cave. And later on, during their time hiding in the cave, they sometimes hear the sound of the tiger uh, as if it's protecting them, as if it's now standing guard and keeping them safe until uh, that that ground of danger passes. Wow, wow, wow. It's a, I'm just getting chills even hearing uh, a little thumbnail of the story. It's one of the stories that you can read in Alexi Sargent's Saintly Creatures, 14 Tales of Animals and Their Holy Companions. A beautiful, beautiful book with really awesome stories in it, Alexi. Uh, really appreciate you writing this book, and, and thanks so much for joining us to tell us about it today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Always happy to have you. All right, that'll do it for this Wednesday edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. Don't forget to get to Mass. Happy All Saints Day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on All Souls Day. May God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace. Sacred Heart Radio family, asking you to give us $75 a month is a lot to ask. 
but the fact is it costs $150 every hour of the day for us to operate. Now, with underwriting paying for half of that, if it's possible to give $75 a month, thank you. But we're grateful for whatever you're able to donate. And to do that or find out more about underwriting, visit sacredheartradio.com. And to get even more listeners, tell everyone about Sacred Heart Radio and the Sacred Heart Radio app. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide while reducing downtime for tool changes by 90%. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult-to-machine materials. Find out more at TheAbrasiveOne.com. That's the number one, TheAbrasiveOne.com. Many times, the death of a loved one occurs while they are away from home. Depending on the distance, this expense could cost their family tens of thousands of dollars. To help families, the Cincinnati Catholic Cemetery Society offers the Travel Plan, which assists in bringing home a loved one if death occurs more than 100 miles from their residence. A reasonable one-time fee provides a lifetime of coverage. Find out more about the Travel Plan at the Cincinnati Catholic Cemetery Society, 557-2306, extension 319, or online at cccsohio.org. Hi, this is John Kennedy, a State Farm agent and a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. If you need life insurance, I can help process the best options for you and your family. You can reach me at 859-485-2000 or online at johnkennedyinsurance.com. Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at wimberglandscaping.com. That's wimberglandscaping.com. You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com. St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can help you share your faith in style with high-quality socks and T-shirts featuring your favorite saints and the Blessed Mother. St. Michael's Rosaries in beautiful Miamisburg or online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. This is Deacon Mike Erb with St. Ignatius of Loyola Parish in Mumford Heights. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at Sacred